All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast, Sports Edition, episode 16. I think we're going to call this one uh, Coming of Age. I think that's uh, that's the appropriate title for, for this episode right here. And so uh, we call this one uh, episode 16 of the Perspective Podcast, uh, Coming of Age. Uh, in this one here, I feel like so much has happened, Tevin. So much has happened since the last recording of uh, May 18th. Uh, really since the playing, but uh, before we get into all that, Rob, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good, man. Just getting over a little sore throat with this little weather change, but uh, <clears throat> I've been other than that, I'm doing fine, bro. Good, good, man. Good. I hope you shake back soon, man. I hope you shake back. Nobody like being sick, especially during the summer. Worst part of the year to be sick. Facts, facts, facts. So, uh, we're gonna pretty much recap round one for the A block of the show. And then we're going to move on to uh, round two. And then uh, we got some other stuff here on the back end of the show. So uh, first up, we're going to start with the sweep, with the only sweep of round one in on either side of the bracket. Uh, you know, I hate the Bucks, but the Bucks swept the heat, made quick work of them. Uh, you have any, you, do, you, <laughs> do you have much on this one? Because that, that was quick work. Uh, not too much that the... Uh... Just that the Bucks, I feel like overmatched the uh, the Heat, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because they had a short off season and players came back early and was tired, but that wasn't the same Heat team. It was nowhere near the same Heat team that we saw last year. And I was watching the games, and they then they lose. They lost every game by thirty points, so I just turned off all of them. Yeah. So I went and looked back at the stats that everybody had, and they wasn't impressed. Wasn't impressive, and I wasn't impressed because Tyler Hero, Mr. the Bubble Hero, you know, the guy who's supposed to be next up, the piece. he was 12 of 38 for the series. He only played over 20 minutes twice, and he had six assists in four games. Wow. Then superstar Jimmy Butler, who owns Max Dollars, he was 19 of 64, and he never scored over 20 points in any game. Starting power forwards, well, the power forward spot, which has always been a hole for the Heat since pretty much Braun left. Iggy and Ariza, 34 points combined the whole series. Oh, my goodness. You're not being anybody. With the starting and your backup power forward scoring 34 combined points. Oh and then the shooter, Duncan Robinson, he had he had one good game. The first game of the season, I'm serious, he had like 24. Mm-hmm. He was 4 of 16 his last three games. So those are four, pretty much four of your five main players, and they played terrible, all of them. And Jimmy, I watched him, and I don't think – I think his knees – it looked like his knees was done after game one. I was yeah. like, he ain't got no lift. He ain't got no drive. He can't do nothing out there. And I knew they were about to get beat down. And Milwaukee did what they were supposed to do, beat him up real quick, fast, get him out of here, and move on to the next round. Move on to the next. Yep, you ain't lying. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, Chris Middle. I just remember Chris Middleton. He hit a really tough, fade, uh, like elbow jumper to pretty much win game. Well, to win game one. That was pretty much the game one of. Uh, and then from that point, you could really just tell Miami was de- deflated from that point forward. Um, uh, the Bucks did what they had to do, as you stated. They went in, punched the heat in the mouth, and got ready for round two, super fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like. Uh, I'm glad a lot of those games weren't on national TV like that because it was just a super waste of time. 
Uh, and I absolutely hate hate those Miami Heat mustard mustard colored jerseys. They look like the Pacers out there. Um, it it's it's not a it's not a good look. They, right. And even those uh those other jerseys that they have going on too. So uh, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that that's pretty much all I have for the Heat. And those numbers that they have there, that's abysmal. Uh, Tyler Hero not averaging twenty points per game. Pat Riley, you should have pulled the trigger. Trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. Maybe things would have ended a bit different. But if you want to hold on to the future, I respect it. But it is what it is. Here we are. Uh, you have to enjoy the offseason. <laughs> so, enjoy Miami. Yeah. The um, is out, is open now. Hey, it's, it's lit for it. Yeah, you might as well go ahead and enjoy it. Go ahead and enjoy it. You look like one, two, three, Cancun. So, <laughs> so that was, uh, that's it for the first round for the Bucks and the Heat. Uh, then moving on to the second, well, to the other matchup in the Eastern Conference, one of the other matchups, uh, the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, the Nets ended up taking out the Celtics in five. Uh, I think that was expected, especially after the Jalen Brown season ending wrist injury that he had. Um, and to be honest, I really don't remember James Harden playing much in that one either, but we'll get into James, uh, in a bit later on in the show, but. Uh, this, the Nanettes did what they had to do. Jason Tatum had a, um, had a great game four where he gave, where he served up KD 50, if I, if I remember correctly. It was either game four or game three. Uh, but he definitely served up, he gave KD 50. The season ended up getting one and the Celtics are pretty much broken from that point forward. Uh, what do, what do you, what you have on that? Uh, pretty much the, it was a mismatch offensively, trying to guard Tatum, Kyrie, and Harden, especially when Kyrie, uh, Durant. Wait, who I said? I said Tatum. I meant KD, Kyrie, <laughs> and Harden, especially when KD was playing how he was playing. I think he shot like seventy percent for the uh, series, which is ridiculous. And Kyrie took over a couple games too, and he was just nominating and. Yeah, Boston was just overmatched. Especially when Kemba got hurt, they really had no chance. It was all Tatum the whole time. And, I mean, he stepped up and did what he had to do for one game. But, I mean, you can't do that for four or five straight games. An elite team and expect to win. So, uh, it, it, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for that. The better team just got took care of business. They could have swept them, but I guess they kind of played around that. Well, Tatum had 50, and they kind of was like, all right, if he's going to go off like this, we know we're gonna beat him anyway. Just let, let him have his day, and then we'll just beat him uh, next uh, the next time. So, um, that's all I really had on that one. Not too much to look into. Yeah, not not too much for that one too. Kyrie had his comments about uh, Boston Boston fans, which it's that's notorious. Uh, maybe in all Boston sports, but uh, that kind of leads back to to a fans topic that we'll get into later on uh, in the show as well. But uh, so. Nets take out the Celtics in five. Bucks take out the Heat in four. Then the last two matchups in the Eastern Conference uh, had a were kind of interesting, uh, especially uh, especially the Hawks and the Knicks uh, matchup there as well. So, what you got on the Hawks and Knicks? Um, it was a I watched every game. It was good. I liked the dynamic of offense against defense, pretty much. It was Trey Young flashiness against the Knicks grittiness. And um it was a good and I like that they didn't like each other. Like it felt good to know that that was real healthy competition. Like, no, I want to beat you. Like we think we better than you. And they were like, We no, we think we better than you. And so yeah. we're gonna see, you know, with 
the best team go in. Um, I I was kind of I was a, the Knicks had a great season though. I was a little disappointed because I thought that in the playoffs they could I thought they could have won more than just that one game. Thanks. Did they win? Did they win one? One. Yeah, they got one. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought they could have. I thought it was gonna go at least at least six, but um, uh, they didn't have the offense and they didn't have the depth. Like if Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, two of your three best players at this in twenty twenty one, that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Taj Gibson ain't been good since I don't know when, and Derrick Rose MVP back in what twenty eleven. 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 Yeah, that was, that's ten years ago, and yeah. that ain't the same dude with multiple injuries. So, uh. Yeah, I was kind of sad about that, but on the other hand, the Hawks showed you like all the firepower that they got. Like they, like they got scoring everywhere. Trey can give it to you. Bogdanovich gonna give it to you. Hunter can make some threes. Gallinari off the bench, he can make some shots. Collins, he averaged like he's a good twenty and ten player. The Will um, off the bench. Oh, I forgot they had the Will till the last game against the um the Knicks. Like. Yeah. He made a three, and I was like, wait, I forgot. They don't even be playing Lou Will like this. Six man. But, right, they got Lou Will, and everybody forget Cam Reddish hurt. Yeah. He ain't even, he ain't even playing. He was starting. So they got a lot of young talent, and they gonna, they they have a very bright future. And uh, we're going to touch on it later about their next matchup because, as you see today, they put off upset against the number one seed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Hawks – they looking they looking real tough. And I like I like little Ice Trey. I like his demeanor. I like his swag. And um he's 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 the new, I guess we could call him a villain or yeah. the bad boy of the NBA right now. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like uh uh the the Hawks definitely did take they the Hawks took out the Knicks in five. Uh the Hawks showed in this round that they're way more of a deeper team, as you stated. Um and just especially whenever they made that coaching change, they moved from uh, Lloyd Pierce and they moved over to Nate Millen. They really made like a push further up uh, the ladder in the Eastern Conference. Yes, the Knicks had the number four seed. They had home court advantage um, this time around. Uh, but the the Hawks are only going to get better as, as things go on. And uh, Ice Trey, how he handled that Knicks crowd from uh, just the the presence of the garden, like the garden being – being like it having fans first of all having fans back in the arenas feels so good to hear right. crowds and real noise instead of like that generated pumped in stuff so it's good to hear that that's number one number two with how trey embraced everything that came with that like being center stage being in msg being the villain being the bad guy like like <laughs> the Knicks fans are giving the Knicks a standing ovation, <laughs> like to close out right. their season. And Trey shoots the three from the logo. Like, like I love all that. Like, mm-hmm. I love, I love all that. So I'm, I'm really impressed with what the Hawks have going on. And, uh, yeah, just moving forward, they look like like one of one of the teams of, of the future. So, uh, that was a good, that was a really really good matchup. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what uh, Trey has become, especially with that that trade on draft night. That, but we'll get into that too. Um, then the last matchup over there in the Eastern Conference, we had, uh, 76ers and the Wizards. Um, that one was kind of, uh, it went, I expected, but I don't think it went exactly how we expected on the back end of it. Um, with, I think that was game one or game two, one of the fans, uh, Russ like twisted his ankle 
it was going out into the back into the locker room when the fans like poured popcorn down the chute, uh, oh, yeah. landed, landed on his head and all that stuff. That's disgusting. Like, get the fan out of here uh, for forever. Um, then later on in the series, uh, Brad, well, Brad had a really good series. Uh, Bradley Bill had a really good series. Russ had a, still had a good series. Um, and then on the back end of it, Joel Embiid tears, has, has a small tear in his right meniscus. Uh, that's an injury I've, I've had. Hurts like hell. Um, and even we have some Ben Simmons questions now. So, um, mm-hmm. what's your take on that one? Yeah, like you said, it went pretty much how everybody thought it was going to be because talent wise, they was just outmatched. It was like two against 10. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's all they could do. Uh, they did all they could do. Um, but the questions that came out of it, number one is that be his knee. Like, how is. How good is that gonna be for the next? You're trying to make it to the finals. Like, how good is that knee gonna be, and how long is it gonna hold up? Like, is it gonna get better? Is it gonna have to take a day, a game off in one of these series? Like, what's going on with that? That's probably the biggest question, right? Um, but another big question is the Ben Simmons free throw shooting because it was terrible. I wrote that. Continue. I took notes on this too, but I was like, we gonna talk about this. Run the numbers. And the number one pick in the draft, your six ten point guard is shooting thirty six percent from the free throw line. Hey, hey. Ten of twenty eight. At one point he was five of twenty. I don't know how you that bad of a free throw shooter. Like I can't imagine him being that. I can't even imagine him shooting that bad from the free throw line. Um, but in that's gotta life. get fixed, <clears throat> right? That's gotta get fixed because if you already don't shoot from the perimeter, all you do is drive. So when you drive, they're just gonna foul you, and then you go to the free throw line missing free throws. And now they putting it late in games when that when y'all up and down, they gonna hack you, and then you going and you go to the line missing two, making one or two, missing another two. Like it's getting bad. That's that that mess up your offense. Number one and number two, like that makes the coach like. Can't play him. Right. I, but I can't play the second best player on the team. Yeah. Like. So with this Ben Simmons thing, right? And this goes back to whenever both both of us were in VR, right? Um, whenever both of us were in VR and we kind of noticed this thing with Ben Simmons, like he he may have had early release from certain classes. And he just decided to hang out, you know what I'm saying? Like at the mall and stuff. And like, he's on the hoverboard with headphones on, not showing love to anybody versus when he could have been in the gym or the rec, working on your free throws, working on some form of your game. Maybe even he could have even switched hands at this point in his career. Cause what this may be year four, year five that he's been in the league. So what, 2013, 20, no, not 2013, 2015. No, we, that was 16. That was 16, uh, whenever 16? all, yeah, cause him, Leonard Fournette, um, okay, Alex right. Lynch, like all of them were on campus, like all yeah. at the same time. So, uh-huh. so at this point, regardless, like if you four years, five years into your career, you, you're, first of all, number one, you're afraid to take a jumper. Number two, your free throws have gone down, down since you've been in the league. Maybe at this point, you may have to switch hands. Like you may have to take the Tristan Thompson approach. You may have to take the Alfred Payton approach. You may have to go from your left hand with your shooting hand to the right hand. And uh, Ben, he's got to figure that out because 
being 6'10", being a point guard, like you said, not being able to be on the floor in crunch time, two minutes to go, hack a bin, hack a shack, whatever you want to call it, it's it's not good. Like, you're taking away size from Philly. You're taking away athleticism from Philly. And like you said, your second best player can't be on the floor. What what good are you? Like, what the only real playmaker. Besides yeah. the, the one you trust, because you don't really trust Maxie and Shake Milton or George Hill to really, you know, to make some good plays. Being the only one you really trust with the ball in his hand. Exactly. Because, I mean, you just expect to buy. I look at Tobias Harris as like uh, the three-point line and inward. That's what he does. He's not, like you said, he's not setting up plays outside on the perimeter, outside behind the timeline. Like, he's not setting up anything for anybody. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Ben Simmons, he definitely has some things that, well, multiple things that he has to work on and somebody either needs to get into his ear or maybe even change a a scenery change may be the best thing for him. Um, because that Philly, Philly fans are hardcore as they come. Like I would put Philly fans right up there next to Nick fans, Laker fans. Like I think those are the three strongest fan bases or passionate fan bases uh that let <laughs> that let their displeasure be known uh whether if it's from football to basketball football basketball baseball hockey whatever like philly fans will let you know um especially if you know some philly fans and uh for the for the eagles then they share that same sentiment for the sixes so uh they definitely have some more work to do and going back to Embiid with the torn uh meniscus uh, kind of recapping, just kind of uh, hint at game one today uh, against the Hawks. He hung out a lot on the perimeter in like the first three quarters. Um, he didn't really like go down there in the blocks. It's like, come on, bro. Like Clint Capella's down there. But we'll get into that a bit more. Uh, but that Joel hanging out on the perimeter like that, that, that told me a lot about his knee. That told me a lot about his knee as, as far as how he's feeling and stuff. So right. I was, you know, he he did look good though. Like he was even though with the knee, he was real efficient. Yeah, he had about and he had thirty five, something Yeah, he had about thirty. Yeah, I think he had thirty nine and ten today. Uh, he had had about thirty nine yeah. and ten today. So I mean, he did he did look good down the stretch. Uh, fourth quarter, I think Doc really like put the battery in his back, told him, "Yo, like go eat down there on the block, bro. Like go to work." You know what I'm saying? And then right. that that helped trim that that big lead that the Hawks had, but. Uh, that's pretty much it for the Eastern Conference uh, for the first round. Do you have anything uh, else that was just kind of uh, on the mind there for the remainder of the Eastern Conference? Uh, no, not too much. No, not too much. just want to – now we can get into the, uh, I guess, the more – The varsity. Interesting <laughs> uh, first-round matchups that happened in the West Coast. Go ahead. Take it away. <clears throat> oh, so um, – I guess we can start off with the the Jazz and the Grizz. Yeah, we can re- we can recap that one a little bit. Um, so what were your thoughts about that? Jazz and Grizz. Um, everybody knows I I hate Utah. I hate Utah the oh. same way as as I as I hate Milwaukee. <laughs> I, I, forgot, I forgot who I'm talking. To. <laughs> I, I just, like me and Shaq share the same sentiment. Like I absolutely hate Utah. Like it's nothing about Utah that I like at all. Uh, however, um, they did beat the beat the Grizzlies in five. 
Uh, the Grizzlies got game one. Spider Mitchell did not play game one due to like an ankle injury or something like that. And it was kind of like a back and forth between Spider and the, uh, the the training staff or the medical staff. He was cleared to play game one. Then he didn't play game one. The Grizzlies went in there and punched him in the mouth for game one. They ended up taking taking that W. Uh, but from that point on, it was it was jazz. It was all jazz forward. I know Mike Conley had a uh, he had a really good game in uh, in game four, uh, the last game over there at uh, in Memphis. So it looks like he was very familiar with the rim, uh, with the rims over there in that in that gym. So that's pretty much it. So Jazz did what they had to do. Salute to them. The only thing I was, the only thing I think about that is like how. I impressed I was with the I was really impressed with the Jazz because when I was watching it I was like man like they probably have one of the better rosters to fit how the NBA's play right now. You got uh, <clears throat> you got guards who can penetrate and shoot. You got wing players who can shoot and make plays and you got a you got some stretch bigs that can you got stretch bigs that you know can shoot consistently and then you got a a rim protector. I'm like, they pretty much have everything you need to win a championship. And they got bench scoring too. Yeah. Which is very key. So you don't lose them leads that your starters be getting and your starters get that rest. So that's what really impressed me, especially with some of the teams that went out in the first round, how Utah is looking a lot better in people's eyes, especially the weapons at that West. Um, and also kudos to the Grizzlies because I think that they weren't supposed to be here this fast. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs yet, you know, because Golden State was hurt. And, well, Golden State was hurt. San Antonio had a down year. People were hurt. Pelicans, well, they do what the Pelicans always do. (laughs) And, um, and, um, it was, but it was good to see them get that experience early, especially we got the time to see what Java was made out of. Absolutely. Um, and I, I like every, I like everything about his game except he's not aggressive enough. If he was more aggressive, I feel like he, cause if he played more like how a young Derrick Rose played was just like drive yeah. first, get yours first and let the, cause he is a natural great passer. I'm like get, get yours, just drive to the goal, and let all the other stuff open up. Yeah. He, cause he's on his trajectory is his ceiling is very high. He can, so, he can get MVP one, one day. He can. He. Right. I see. He's I see right. him claiming MVP one day because he's that good as a. He's a natural point guard, but he got that athleticism of the Westbrooks and the Derrick Roses, which is very rare to have that IQ and that that athleticism all in one package. He just sure. skinny. He just skinny, and he's not as aggressive as he should be. But I think. I think when he it finally clicks because he's still young, it's gonna click one day that okay, they really can't stop me. Like, they can't guard me one-on-one. So, if I just run by them every yeah. single time, that's going to open up all this other stuff. And they gonna, they got to get up some shooters, though, yeah. some real shooters to open up that lane. But they do that. They're going to be tough in the future, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, And that's what I was telling some of the homies out, out here. Like, I see – being a Bulls fan, I see so much of Derrick Rose in job. Like, I see – and at this stage in his career, Josh's jumper is better than Derrick's jumper, like, yeah. already. Like, and even in the uh, the playing game against the Warriors, the Warriors kept leaving him open. He was like, Shit, I'm, I'm going to keep shooting him. <laughs> I'm going to keep knocking him down. So uh, I was super impressed. I was more impressed with the Grizzlies more than what I was for the Jazz because Jazz being the number one seed pretty much overall. 
um, in the playoffs, definitely just in the Western Conference. Um, the Jazz did what they had to do, but I was more so impressed with the Grizzlies. Um, as you stated, they just need to add a couple more pieces around. I think Jaron Jackson will be better. He's coming off of, off of a meniscus tear as well. And another, I think, an ankle injury also. So he'll be better going forward. Balanchunas, he'll be better going forward as well. He's, he's getting playoff experience. And that entire Grizzlies team, like, uh, they're, they're on pace to do some really good things. So, um, I like what the, I like what the Grizz have going on. Salute to them. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? They, they be back in the mix pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So then that takes us out to, uh, I would say the best, the best three remaining series there in the playoffs. Uh, the Suns take out the Lakers in, in six. Um, I don't really remember our picks from, uh, round one. Um, I think I rolled with LeBron on, on this one, but I'm not mad. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad like at all. So I'm not mad at what the, uh, what the Suns did here. So, uh, what, what's your, what's your takeaway from the Suns and Lakers? Uh, my takeaway is that injuries dictated the series. Uh, Chris, well, Chris Paul got, Chris Paul got hurt. <clears throat> and salute to him for being able to play through that. Cause I know he was put, cause them first was, I know once he first got hurt, he was, he was terrible. He couldn't do nothing in game two. And after the first half of game one, he couldn't do yeah. nothing. Game two, he couldn't do nothing. Game three, it, it, it was okay. He started shaking back in game three. And then four or five, he was pretty much, well, he was pretty much back to his normal self, except he wouldn't, couldn't shoot the, Two from three, but every of uh, the first three games he was bad, and the Lakers didn't <clears throat> didn't take advantage of this. Now I'm trying to watch this as a fan, but I gotta also watch it because I naturally just analyze every little thing. I don't understand this. All right, this is my rant, my pet, my rant about coaches and stuff. They have like 25 assistant coaches on each team. What what are they there for? You can clearly see, I'm watching this from home. Chris Paul cannot do anything going right. Yep. You cut off the left, make him go right every single time. What was he going to do? Nothing because he could not shoot with the right arm. He was going to have to pass or he was going to throw up a bad shot and miss the whole goal because yep. almost he didn't have the strength to shoot the ball. And I'm watching from home like, y'all seriously, nobody has that. LeBron's supposed to have, I'm getting on LeBron, that's my dog, but nobody has the IQ. It was like, wait, he can't shoot. Make him use that arm. Like, yeah. drove me. Yeah. Every they game. They didn't run him into screens. They didn't do nothing, like, to further injure the arm, nothing. No, no nothing. I'm like, just do this one thing. I'm like, if y'all just make him go right, y'all will – Y'all will be okay. Just make him go right and don't let him go left. Because if he go left, he can pass to the left. He can finish with the left. He can still get in the lane and do some stuff with, with that. But if you cut that off, yeah, but if you cut that off, you know it ain't. If you cut that off, he going to try to go back to the left. But they, that's, that's, that piss, pissed me off for the Lakers, <clears throat> despite the fact. And that was even before AD got hurt. Yeah. Once AD went down. It was down here from there. Cause even when you, when you saw AD, after game three, it was a, it was a wrap. Oh, they couldn't they couldn't guard him no more until he got hurt. But so I in my opinion, if he wouldn't got hurt, they would have won in in, in four, they would have won in five. Yeah. No, it wasn't going 
past six, but AD got hurt. So that put a lot of pressure on LeBron. But you saw the the Lakers flaws. And um, but before we talk about the Lakers flaws, let's give Phoenix credit. Yep. Devin Booker stepped up. The man like, stepped up. He took it up a whole nother level to a superstar level now. Yep. Chris Paul played through injury. He commanded the game. Very good. Campaign, one of the players who I haven't liked ever since he got in the league. I give him he, his credit. I all all of it. You get all his credit today. Uh Aiden played was the best big what discount A D. Discount A D. Aiden was the best big in the whole series by far. Yeah. Bridges and Crowder knocked down three after three after three. Um and they just the role players were just be- they were players just better than the Lakers. Yeah. And that's what it came down to once A D got hurt. Cause Braun ain't he ain't thirty no more. Thirty six. He ain't even thirty. He ain't thirty five no more. Yeah, on the other side of thirty five. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're starting to see chinks in the armor. We're definitely starting yeah. to see chinks in the armor. Like it started with uh, the Braun thing. Started with the groin last season. Last season, uh, the the Christmas game against the Warriors. Whenever uh, he. Two he years. got hurt. Yeah, two years ago. So yeah. that's that's when that the the chinks in the armor started happening. The ankle injury happened with Braun. Then something else. I feel like something else happened. But uh, just kind of circling back here first uh, with the Lakers uh, in the elimination games. Uh, well, game six. I internally and on the timeline, I'm saying Braun needs 45 or 50 to win the game. I think that's that's the game when I, uh, me and you we were uh, back and forth on the text. Uh, that's yeah. Brian needed 45 or 50 in order for them to win that game from game six. They were, the doors were blown off the Staples center, like from the go Devin Booker came and came out with, with it on his mind. I'm putting these boys away. We're not, we, we're going back to Arizona to chill. We're not going back to Arizona to work. Like right. we're going back to Arizona with the, with round two on our minds to get ready for whoever is next. Um, the AD injury is unfortunate. Us as Louisianians, we've, we watch Pelican games, so we see Anthony roll around on the ground eventually. <laughs> like <laughs> every game, he's falling at least five times, bro. Something's his finger, his elbow, his wrist, his shoulder, his head, his ankle, his knee, his quad, his back. Uh, you name it, his foot, his toe. I, quick story. Um, I went to a Pelicans game once before, and AD had like the freakest injury of ever. Like I've never, I still haven't seen Anthony play in real life. I've as many Pelican games as I've been to, I've never seen Anthony play one game. Uh the one one of the games that I went to prior, he was scheduled to play. The city, he was like it was some type of like charity award he was given like to like a fan or something like it was like a fan appreciation appreciation. Anthony steps on the dude's foot, rolls his ankle before the game, can't even play. And it's like, bro, like <laughs> like like come on, what? dog. Like, like true story. Like Stuff like that happens to Anthony all the time. And it's, and Charles Barkley brought up a really good point. Street clothes. Street clothes dates. Like, (laughs) like, like at this point in your career, you shouldn't be hurt this much because Anthony isn't that much older than us. If he is older than us, younger than us. Yeah. He's younger than us. So Anthony has to do something different with his training. Um, how he's, it's either how he's lifting, how often he's lifting, what he's eating. Something is going on, or it could just kind of be. We could kind of just lean this on genetics, maybe. 
because he did go from Six average two, size to, to extremely 16. tall really right. fast. Like he went to average height to really tall really fast. And I know that that has effects on your body. I have a couple, you know, we, we know people who have had a growth spurt, like maybe not that aggressive, but we know people who have had some growth spurts, but salute to, uh, salute to the Suns. They also showed a lot of depth they have on their bunk, on their bench. I didn't understand a lot of money Williams rotations. Um, at all of, of who he was bringing off the bench, he brought off, he brought Sarge off the bench, he brought uh Toy Craig off the bench, he brought Cam, uh, Johnson. Cam Johnson off the bench, campaign off the bench, and then like in the closeout game, game six, like he just shortened his bench all of a sudden, and that's when the Lakers started like chipping away at it. That's when the Lakers like cut it to 10. The Suns were pretty much up roughly 22 30 points uh throughout the entire closeout game, but. They uh they, they ended up prevailing. Lakers cut it to ten. Suns pushed the lead back up to seventeen. Devin Booker had it on his mind. Chris Paul looks healthy. Um and the Lakers. Um it sucks, you know, like I've I've never had a groin injury, but obviously that limits your mobility altogether. Um I understand why Anthony wanted to play, but bro, yeah, that could have that could have went a lot worse. You know what I mean? Bro, quick story. Let me tell you about a groin injury. I'm playing in PE. What grade? Eighth grade playing in PE. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody make a move. I pull my groin. They had to carry me off the court. Jeez. Like people can't, they picked me up. I couldn't walk. They picked me up and sat me in the bleach. I don't, I didn't play. I know the next day for sure I didn't play at all. And then I don't think I played the rest of that week. I was like, nah, I'm gonna just sit out till Monday. And this was like probably like a Tuesday or something. Because like, it had days though. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna wait till Monday and I'll be back playing with y'all or whatever. Bruh, a groin injury ain't no joke. I thought I didn't know what but I know it was a groin because it was right there. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm like, if I can't play at PE, he he a professional athlete. Ain't no way he about to be running up and down chasing grown super the best players in the world two days after he just couldn't walk side to side like yeah. ain't no way he shouldn't have played peer at all yeah. they should have just sat him and been like lebron if you can't win it then we just gonna take you out the game early and just let let bygones be bygones and we'll get you a new team next year yep so um yeah but going in that ain't no joke yeah and that's what and, and i salute the sons as well like you know blood in the water like you know anthony's hurt they went at him early. They put him in pick and rolls. They put him in switches. Devin oh, Booker yeah. went to the rim. Chris Paul went to the rim. They tested him out. Like, they tested him out early. They did what they had to do. I think Anthony only played either it was like two minutes or four minutes. But, I think it was like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> My like, dog <laughs> like, they went, <laughs> they made it a point. We're going at, uh, we're going at, at, at Anthony and we're going to go ahead and get him about it here early. So, I mean, I, I salute it. You know what I'm saying? I salute the effort. Um, the Lakers also showed many flaws in the, in their, in their entire team, like the arrogance and it is Laker arrogance. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Kuzma hasn't shown anything all year. Uh, you put, you rolled the dice on Andre Drummond, the big penguin. Worst uh, nickname in NBA. But worst nickname in NBA. Uh, you roll the dice on Kuz- Kuzma hasn't shown anything all year. Caruso disappeared in the playoffs. Uh, he got hurt again. 
he got hurt again. Uh, Drummond is a no show. KCP was hurt, and I think a couple a couple of those games he might have logged less than five points. Um, and Montrez Harold didn't get any any kind of legit burn at all. Don't know uh, what's up with that. So I think to match up to match up evenly with Jay Crowder, you put in Montrez Harold, and them two cancel each other out. You know what I mean? Montrez may eat on the glass, but Jay Crowder makes the threes. That might equal to a wash because uh, Trez is really good with second chance points in the paint. Trez reminds me of a high school player. Like he just gets rebounds and he goes up and dunks with two hands. Like he reminds me of a high school player so much, but, uh, but that's just a, a one-off. But uh, the Lakers, they should have made more moves. I think in the, uh, the trade deadline, whether if it was picking up Kyle Lowry, whether if it was making a move for somebody off of the heat, somebody they can shoot, somebody they can space the floor, spread the floor. Um, I bet they missed Danny Green. Laker fans hated on him all year last year, but I bet they after, miss him now. After watching him today, they might not. Yeah, I, after today, yeah, but <laughs> I think anything would have <laughs> would have helped because they got they got the doors blown off of them in Game Five in Phoenix and in Game Six. Right, as a Portland fan, I've never seen Wes Matthews look this bad. That boy was missing layups and, and threes falling out of bounds. He was just taking. I was like, bro, he can't play. I no wonder he's been on like four teams in the last four years. He he's not. He's not he might not be the NBA player no more. That's just how bad I'm gonna put it like that's just how bad he was. They got him, Macklemore. He's supposed to be a shooter, but he can't get on PT because he don't know the defense. Like he don't know the defensive rotation. Then we forgot Gasol can't move his Gasol old as I don't know what. He and lost that, it like that. Remember that talking about bringing in Powell too? I do. I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh. That would have been just like just, just like a team would have been the slowest team in NBA history. Yeah. Slower than the teams in the sixties and the fifties. Like this would have been so unathletic. There's no fast break. Like now that you say that, like I don't even much remember many Laker fast break breaks at all. Like in this in this entire series, like it may be like one or two, but nothing that like changes the, that like shifts the balance. You know what I mean? Right. They had the couple with KCP and had some, and then LeBron and Kuzma was throwing alleys to each other. I mean, LeBron and Caruso was catching the alleys, but they, 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 they too slow and they don't shoot. Yeah. Them two things you need to NBA, like two main things you need to be a great basketball team. And they didn't have none of that either. Yeah. So it's going to be some wholesale changes. That's all I know. Yeah, Browns are getting ready to overhaul that entire roster. If your name isn't LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, you, you, be, you, you may you be out, out of there. Yeah, you may be, <laughs> you may be out of there. And uh, so that uh, pretty much wraps up Lakers and Lake, – Lake, well, Suns and Lakers, Suns over the Lakers and Nuggets and Blazers. I'll let you go ahead and take this one from here. Um, Great series. My favorite series. I'm going to be uh, – Let's, let's do the let's, let's start with the good first. You always want to be positive starting off things. Let's start with love. Start yeah. with love. Jokic is by far a top five NBA player in the world. Um, he's he's amazing. He's not just great. He's amazing. He's outstanding. He's. I tried to come up with a comparison, and I came up with a Rasheed Wallace, Chris Webber mix. Uh, but my homeboy was like, nah, he, he was like, nah, he pretty much controlled the game like Tim Duncan. And I was like, you know what? That's more fitting. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Tim Duncan with a three-point shot, yeah. and but he don't block shots. That's it. Yeah. And he does, does anything, anything else. else. Everything else. 
He literally everything does everything else. And he's a way better passer, yeah. a way better shooter. Yeah. And he came, he is a nightmare to guard. So I'm gonna give him his credit. Uh Michael Porter Jr. stepped up in big moments as a young player. Remember, he said last year he ain't get enough touches. He got the touches this year and he is being with the work, especially in that game, that closeout game. Um what else about Denver? I like I like Monte Morris, his the way he came off the bench and controlled the game. You know, he did a very good job as a backup point guard. Um, and I don't yeah. think they players they a lot of their players didn't do too much. Because Michael Porter Jr., he shoots some bad shots, but he's really the only one that they let that who takes high risk or bad shots. Everybody else like kind of plays their role. Like Aaron, Aaron Gordon, I, Aaron Gordon played within himself. Paul Millsap played within himself or whatever. Capazzo does what he's supposed to do. Yeah. They <clears throat> they don't make many mistakes as a basketball team. Yeah. Like a lot. They don't make many mistakes, so I'm getting to them. They're a very great team uh, that plays together. And um, congrats to them. But now let's talk about the uh, real issue is that Terry Stiles can't coach for nothing. Got him out of there. I don't understand the what another coaching rant. You, the other team got one real superstar. Yeah. You, and he's a center. You have a center who can score the basketball. You got two, matter of fact, who can Bows score out. the basketball. What'd you do? Fouls out. Yeah, our center fouls out. <laughs> but what's supposed to happen is you give our center the ball so he can foul out their center. I don't, I don't get that logic. Yes, if I know the only way we can win is by him, that's the only way we could have won. Because not on the court at all. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to foul him out. We foul him out, we win the series. You got to file him out. I don't understand. I'm like, put him in some post stuff. Just give Nurk. Nurkins would just set screens all day and letting guards shoot threes. I'm like, bro, we, th- this ain't it. This ain't, this, like, this is how we play, but that ain't how you win. I'm trying to Adjustments. Win. Adjustments. Right. It's all about adjustments. Like, yeah, that's, you want to play, you want to play, but I'm like, if you're trying to really beat them, Jokic's got to be on the bench. So we got, you got to file him out. That was terrible. He did. He left, he left the man, he left him one-on-one, and I'm like, okay. He left him one-on-one, that didn't work. He doubled, that didn't work. I really don't think it was nothing we could really have done. <laughs> I was just, I was like, look, we're going to leave Nurkic one-on-one. If he kill him, he kill him, but we can't let him get them passes off him, too. If he scores 60, he scores 60. We can't be letting Porter Jr. get his 25, too, yeah, and, uh, and Aaron Gordon get his 18 and stuff like that. We can't, you got to nullify that. Um, and Morris getting twenty plus, eighteen plus, right? And like with Catter, okay, and when and when Nurkic does file out, or uh, when they get foul trouble, you can't throw Carmelo Anthony or Robert Covington on Nurkic. I mean, MVP. On MVP. no, no, right? Because because then what happened? Now you got to send help. I'm like put. I'm like throw Harry Giles in there. Somebody ask Zach Collins, is he okay? Can he suit up? <laughs> At least be in uniform. <laughs> Zach Collins, he, he, I got something. I, I, I'm on, I'm on your ass. I'm on. Him. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna get him out of there because <laughs> yeah. he, he went too high in the draft and not playing two years. I'm on you, boy. <laughs> and this, this should, his contract should be up. I don't want him back. He yeah. can go. He, he can't put. He, he too hurt to even practice. Nah, it, um, it's um, the truth. It's the truth. So. It's the truth, so. 
Damn. But yeah, that's our we got bad coaches. And then and now where do we go? Well, we got rid of the coach now. So um now we're looking for a new one. Uh Dame wants Jason Kidd, but he said he's, don't he ain't it. taking that job. Because yep. I think he got something that works with maybe the Lakers question mark. So yep. we're gonna look out for that. But um Portland, they some gotta shake. Yeah. If they don't get the right coach, Dane said he ain't coming back. So this is about to be a rebuild or I don't know what I don't know what it's about to be. But if they don't get the right coach, they start all the way up. And Dame is gonna be tame tag uh he's gonna be sent somewhere. And Portland is gonna be out a look for the next fifteen I'll give it ten years. Yeah, I was about to say eight. I was about to say eight years, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, in regards to to the 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 Nuggets, they had the better team. They did win, but salute the Blazers because did they, they really had a better team. They they have they have the better team. <laughs> they have, they have the better team. Uh, I think just strictly off of like Joker does so much on the floor. He does so much that neutralizes three of your positions, small forward through center. He neutralizes three of those uh, for sure. So he neutral And then Rocco trash. Uh, like, and then I'm sitting there looking at in his canter. Canter is just another body. Yes. But I'm looking at how Canter was playing him when Canter was in the game, when uh, Nurkic was in foul trouble. Candace is, uh, in his canter is giving him a Joker baseline all game. Like, that's where Joker wants to go. Like Joker wants to go baseline and he's making those, he's tall enough to see over and make wraparound passes that guards should be able <laughs> to make, but he's seven feet making those type of looks, uh, getting those type of looks off. Plus his high arc and jumper is something crazy, but uh, can't block the fact. Yeah. Can't it's, block. Yeah. It's like, it's Dirk esque. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those where you just can't, you know what I'm saying? You just can't get yeah. to it. That's so. why I came up with the Rashid thing. I'm like, he shoot it so high. Like, you can't – they hands was in his face, but he just shoot it so high. It ain't – it don't affect – nothing affects him. Yeah. Yeah, he's – He's just like Tim Duggan. His emotions don't change. He's mastered it. He's really just mastered his uh, – he's mastered his jump shot and his passing. It's it's unbelievable. He don't dunk, but uh, he don't He don't dunk a block shot. Yeah. <laughs> he, he don't – He don't really dunk a block shot. On the regular, but, uh, he definitely, uh, did what he had to do. And, uh, Dame's game five was incredible. I can't, we can't, you know, just let this moment pass without giving Dame his flowers for that. Uh, me and the homies, we were here at the crib, we were watching the game and at a certain point, you have to foul. Like, like if you're the Nuggets, you, you would think foul. Like, and that goes back to my question that I asked earlier in the season, like, under 10 seconds, eight seconds to go, who are you giving the ball to? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have the option out of anybody in the league, and KD, Dame, James, LeBron to make the right decision, Steph, Clay, whoever, Kawhi, whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum, whoever you want. Like, Dame showed time and time again, and you literally saw after Dame had a, uh, he was, he had Austin Rivers on him, and he was going to the paint. And he was at the top of the, he was like at the top of the key. And well, oh, he's talking the about the one where he just jumped back, like, and he, he, sp- jump back. he spin, jumped back, and then just, just drained it. I said, Oh my God, this dude is an alien. Like, he's a complete alien. Uh, 
he even had one where he banked one in over Austin Rivers, but it looked like it was just in pure rhythm. Right. Um, then like another a uh, couple possessions down the line, CJ CJ stepped out of bounds uh, over there in the left corner. Uh, then who was Covington that? left the shooter wide open. Covington went for a steal with three seconds left on the shot clock. We left a shooter in the corner wide open for a three. Terrible decision. And then when we were down three, Covington gets Dane passes to Covington in the lane. Covington misses a dunk because he tries to cock it back. I'm like, bro. What are you doing? He ain't been working for Pecan since he left Minnesota. Yeah. Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, even whenever he got the – yeah, you ain't lying because he went to Houston after Minnesota. But, I mean, I think it's – I mean, it's reah, rotational player, but not a key player. Not a starter. Yeah. Not a key player off of anybody's bench. But um, I did see some reports earlier today that uh, they're pulling. They're already kind of working on some roster moves. I saw the Cavs, they're interested in CJ, um, and the Heat are going to make a run at both Dame and CJ. If they don't get one, they're going to they're try and land the other. So, uh, but so that's, I'll kind of leave that one up to you of who you would want off of the Heat's roster for in either direction. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that one up to you, but that is some, some of the things that I said, uh, I saw. And even last night I saw, um, this was if the Clippers got eliminated, they were look they were looking into a CJ and Paul George swap out. But they, exactly, but once again, that's that's your team. So I'll let you kind of I'll let you you know express your interest of who you do have interest in to possibly replace either party. So uh, that's pretty much all I have with the Blazers. But I mean, Blazers, good luck to them. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Blazers because I am a Brandon Roy fan. Brandon Roy is one of my favorites forever so uh but yeah i'll let i'll let you cook and i'll you know go ahead and let you ice up dame has to stay carmelo can stay for a year uh simons if they work with him he can stay i won't i won't cj to stay but he would be the best trade asset as far as you can get somebody from, maybe you can. Can you trade him for Bradley Bill? Can you trade him for Jalen Brown? Can you trade him for um who? Somebody else? Um, you need a four. Kev, uh, Kevin Love, I would be would be a great great piece over there. Right, but I don't even know if he cared about basketball no more. How bad Cleveland was, he like, yeah. look, I might just need to go home. I might get in the Hall of Fame if he leaves now. He might sneak into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so he might as well. Right. Um, the big, all the bigs can go. Yeah. Any anybody over six, seven can go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if if. I will say if they listened to me and just drafted the right Collins, we wouldn't have none of this problem. If they'd have drafted the John Collins that plays for Collins, the Black Collins, <laughs> the White Collins who came off the bench at Gonzaga, yep, then they wouldn't have no power forward problem. But we do, so now they got to fix the power forward problem. I think you see Nurkic and Canner ain't gonna ever be able to stop Jokic, so you got to get them off the team. Cause you need somebody to stop Jokic, unless the new coach is going to change stuff up and be smart enough to know. Okay, if we play the Nuggets in the playoffs, foul out Jokic. That was uh, I did see a trade package today too, and that was kind of interesting. I saw uh, 
our Nurkic for Miles Turner uh, swap out. So I did see that today too. I forgot to mention that one. So hmm. that that could be that could be a you know a, maybe a good balance, uh, a, good, a good swap out, or just an upgrade. So, uh, but that of course has that has to do with other pieces that are involved in that as well. So you know what? We about to talk about the Mavericks. I wouldn't mind if somehow we could get Porzingis because he don't play power. He don't play in the paint anyway. We I think we could use him and he could be our stretch for. I'll take him over whatever we got because because the Mavs got they got Luca. Yeah. They gonna have championship expectations soon because how good he is. Yeah. And Porzingis ain't just he can't be a second best player. After what I saw this series, he not he not built like that. He needs to be. He's an other. He's just a real at this moment. He's a real tall other because he ain't got it. I don't know what happened to him, but he ain't got that it that I thought he had. So he's lost it. He's lost yeah. it. He's lost it in between like the back injury, in between his knee injury, his feet. Uh, the best thing that the Mavs got out of that was Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, that right. is the best thing that they got out of that out of that swap out with the Knicks. But I mean, both teams kind of won. I think the Knicks won faster than expected in that swap out. But uh, Porzingis with with the with the with Portland would look pretty good. I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. And it looks right. like he would be able to actually run the floor, unlike uh, Nurkic. So. It's just a, just a thought. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, Nuggets move on. Uh, Nuggets move on. They take out the Blazers. Uh, salute to Dame. You know how we rock with you, Dame. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it for that one. And then, last but not least, uh, Clippers and the Mavericks wrapped up the only Game 7 of the first round uh, in either conference today. Uh, Clippers ended up outlasting the Mavericks. And uh, – what can I say, man? Kawhi Leonard is, he is the man. He oh, is the man. man he is the man. Kawhi is the, is the man. Uh, just going to pull up some numbers here for Kawhi. Um, this series against the Mavericks, he has averaged 40 minutes a game. Scratch that. 41 Ooh. minutes a game. Uh, his points per game, 32 points a game. Field goal percentage, 61% from the field. From three-point, he's shooting 43%. Free throws, he's shooting 90%. Uh, eight rebounds a game, five assists a game, uh, two steals a game, one block a game. All time. All time. That sounds like Will Chamberlain, if I've, if I've ever heard it. Will, that's close to like Will Chamberlain and uh, Shaq numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like maybe even better than some of Shaq's uh, – some of Shaq's numbers, but you know, uh, discounting Shaq's free throws. But, um, but yeah, so that's seven games against the Mavericks, and uh, the Clippers definitely moved on. They they took out the Mavs today. Look, uh, bottom line with this one, and uh, the first thing that jumps out: neither team won a home game until this game seven that the Clippers had on their floor. Right. Um, I think the overall goal here, or the overall biggest thing. Luca needs help. Luca needs some serious help because, as you just stated, the Mavs they'll have championship aspirations in the in the coming years. In the next five years, they'll those championship aspirations are only going to grow. You think five? 
with us within within five years. Oh, okay. they, 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 they have those championship aspirations. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, then take it away from here. I was about to say, you say five, you get him one player. He get he get he might get one in three years. Like if he get just some one somebody to roll with him, that's really gonna ride with him. Yeah. He almost did it again. Yeah, Beat them by himself. Because <laughs> Porzingis ain't it. Max, you, man, they start. Come on, bro. Maxi Cleaver getting big PT. Dorian Finney-Smith, he's a good guy off the bench to have. He's Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway is probably not really a starting shooting guard in the NBA, but he's a. But he's he making up. it work. He yeah, he stepped up. up and they making it work. Um, is that Porzingis ain't got it? I got it. Right. If Porzingis don't want it, I'll take it. Shoot, get, give me his bread too. Right, let me get all of that. Pay that uh, man. Jalen Brunson, good point guard coming off the bench, but uh, it's it's pretty much just because Luca just so good, and it ain't the fact. It's just I was watching today, and people saying he can't. A lot of people you hear that he can't shoot or whatever. I'm like, but he makes them when he when when you're supposed to make them. Like he was right when the game started off. Like he wasn't missing. Like this is game seven, and I'm just for some reason I'm just on, and I'm and that just like shows you it's just levels to it. And I and right now he he top five. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If, it, if there's a new top five, I think if we do if we redo the top five, I think he's in it. Jokic is in it. Duran is in it. Tatum. I don't think Tatum's in it. James Harden. Maybe. Yeah, he might be on the backside of that one. So I mean, that that's okay. How I, honestly, from what I've seen, what I imagine going forward is between Harden. The last two spots, I would say between Harden, uh, MB, and maybe Stephen. Maybe Steph. Yeah, yeah. Because he cooked this year. Yeah, like, he, he put the team on his back. He put right, the team on his and back I year. think, and I think he's just gonna be just as good next year. Yeah, and he's got he's got more time to rest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because and notice I didn't mention LeBron. Yeah, it's the back I don't, backside of 36. It's it is yeah. what it is. But if he if he if he ain't close to healthy, like because his game. It ain't he don't have enough game, offensive game to keep up. Like he can shoot threes, but that's really all he can do if he can't run by you no more mm-hmm. and dunk on you. Bron doesn't. Bron doesn't even want to play the block anymore. Like he don't want to go to the block do his fadeaways like he was doing in Miami. Like that's where he should be at this point in his career. He can eat all day down there on the block if you really. Want he to. doesn't. He doesn't have the footwork, and he doesn't have the offensive repertoire. He either just gonna power through you or just try to go around you. He don't have no. Or do that fadeaway. Yep. Other than that, he's he's his game is real predictable. Honestly, once you take away the athleticism, mm-hmm. it's real predictable. So uh, that's my so he and I do my top five. But Luca is definitely top five. Well, Kawhi fighting for that spot too, as we yeah. saw today. Kawhi's in that makeshift. So yeah, Kawhi up there, Giannis too. Like it's you got a lot. It's a league is in good hands. But um, shout out to my boy. I got a new nickname for Luca. Uh, Luca Hardaway. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's the new Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Without the athleticism. I I I was looking and they were trying to, you know, they trying to compare him to like 
oh, he's a new layer bird. And then I heard somebody like, oh, no, he's magic mixed with bird. And bird. I was like, I'm like, and I was watching, I'm like, it's it's different. I'm like, I'm like, how we play is different. So then I was like, who is some, and I just started, I just started going through my head. I was like, hold on, let me pull up some Penny. Cause I was like, I feel like he kind of mimicked him. And when I watched Penny, I was like, oh, they the same person. Mm-hmm. How they, how they control the tempo. They dribble moves kind of are similar. The spots they get, how they get to their spots, when they get to them is similar. It's just that Lucas scores more because he doesn't have Shaq. Yeah. If Penny, exactly. but if Penny didn't have Shaq, he would be, he would have been scoring a whole lot more. But they, how they play is exactly the same without the, without all the jump, without the dunking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Luca is, he, he, he gonna be the best player. Him and Yoga are going to be the two best players in the league very soon. Going forward. Yeah, they definitely yeah. they definitely have cemented their their space in the game, like of where the league is going to go for the next 10, 12 years. You know what I mean? Uh, oh. Well, really just eight years and beyond. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It, My bad. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, finish your point because I'm going to just wrap up the Clippers part of that. So you okay. can finish so, and then especially with with the Mavs as well, like they just need, the bottom line is uh, Luca needs needs more pieces around him. Um, he, like you said, he almost put him away uh, again this year like he did last year. And last year he did it on a bum ankle uh, right. last year. Um, and this year a bum, he was hurting. He hurt yeah, the, the shoulder, shoulder and the neck. So, yeah. um, I mean, uh, salute to the Mavs he, and salute to Luca. You know what I'm saying? He did what he had to do. Uh, I was surprised to see Boban play as much as he did, like in this series. And uh, he showed he has an offensive package. <laughs> like, like, he showed that he actually has games. So, I mean, you know, uh, I always looked at Boban as just one of those, uh, one of those fun guys like Taco Fall and, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guys like that, like just like those, those figures, like Mobombo, yeah. like they're just those figures, you know, you know, but, um, I was salute to Boban. He had a pretty good series. Uh, Bobine kind of did more than Porzingis as well, uh, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So the Mavs have, they have some bright spots. Tim Hardaway, Bobine, uh, Finley Smith. Um, I think the Mavs, their biggest regret is letting Seth Curry walk this past offseason, letting him Absolutely. go to Philly. So Absolutely. I, he, they definitely could have used him this year as well, but you live and you learn. Um, but if I know, if I know Mark Cuban, uh, He's gonna make some type of play to to, to get his boy some help. He so. finally because he got us. He got a. You got can one. see you. Yeah, you can see that he got one. So people and he's young. He's twenty two. People need to whoever they need to run it as fast as they can. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we we know Dallas, Texas. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not gonna be hard to get people to come play right. in Dallas, Texas. It's not gonna Even, be hard. Right, even though they really never get free agents, though. But I'm like, it's, I'm like Dallas is some nice city. Yeah, it's just it's nice not bad. Team. I used to hate on Dallas a lot, but you know, I, I Dallas has some has some uh, quality places now. So right. uh, it's go good place overall. But especially with Luca being there, I think I think guys will end up signing contracts there, and it'll make it make it be easier across the board. So no state taxes, no state tax. You're gonna see that change. So Big why thanks. not? Why not? So. Yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, round one of the first round of the NBA playoffs. And uh, you got anything else for the back end of the first round? Hey, we didn't Clippers. They showed oh, they, yeah. they are Clippers. Showed that they are mentally tough. 
they showed that they were able to adjust and make the adjustment they needed and to uh and it was also a good thing. Tyloo switched it up on them. You know, he went he went real small to go get yeah, he went real small, put in between to go get to counter uh whatever the Mavs were doing early. But the Mavs they went big with Bobon. <clears throat> now if Porzingis would have played big, they would have won the series. Absolutely. So that's a that's another type of another day, but it's good the Clippers won because if they didn't win, I don't know what was going to happen with their organization. They was about to go back. I think Kawhi wasn't coming back. Paul George was going to have to be the star unless they were going to trade him away, him away again. Um, but it's good that they finally broke through. You know, they got that mug chip out, mug out their back, <laughs> and now we'll just see what they do in the next round. And to your point about uh, the Clippers possibly blowing it up if they would have blew this series i think that's still up in the air you know what i mean because this is a championship aspiration team championship coaching in talu championship player in Kawhi leonard that is your leader um just a whole bunch of other guys that just that do a lot of good things really well you know what i'm saying paul george is supposed to be one of one of those dudes we're gonna see how the how the rest of the playoffs continue to shake out for him um and another thing to note john wall was at game one of the of the uh of this of this matchup and he was there with Paul George's parents. So uh take take that. He was sitting with his people. So take that however you want to take that and that may be some tea leaves or wherever and however. Uh but Paul George and John Wall in, in Houston, Texas, I don't think that would be a good idea at all because it's a bit too much that goes on out here. You think you think John won't staying in Houston? I think John is the piece for Houston to guide these younger guys. And I think they would put PG, I think they would bring PG here, but like on a, like a one-year deal, kind of like Westbrook, like it would have to be on the back end of his contract mm-hmm. or like a player, player or a team option, however that would go. I think, I think it would only be kind of like a, a one and done kind of situation because I think the Rockets going forward, uh, their, their star is Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he is the franchise going forward as long as he stays out of trouble, like off the court. Um, so, but I, I like, I like that Kevin Porter Hill put them hands on somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, you got to ride. Hey, yeah, you got to ride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like that he'll, you know, put, put them hands on boys if you have to behind, behind his homies. Like, I, okay. I like, we came, we came in clean. We got to leave out clean. Yeah. We came in together. We're going to leave together. I promise that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much uh, just, just my wrap up there for uh, the, the, First round for both conferences there. So Nets and the Bucks go. Game one was uh, was Saturday, uh, Saturday the fifth, and once again an injury. Uh, Forty five seconds into the game, James Harden pulls his hamstring. Uh, they had the same hamstring that's given it that has given him continued trouble throughout this entire season. Um, luckily, uh, it wasn't anything severe where he you know, tore anything or uh, overdid anything like that. He, he pulled it. Uh, the report came out today that he is, that he does have hamstring tightness. Uh, he's going to be out for game two, uh, which will take place tomorrow night, Monday night in Brooklyn. But going back to the guys that actually played on the floor uh, yesterday being Saturday, uh, Brooklyn ended up taking that victory. Uh, once again, it was good to hear that kind of crowd there in Brooklyn. Uh, I think that crowd gave them a, a big lift throughout this entire thing. Um, 
Brooklyn. Um, I'm taking Brooklyn in this one. Uh, my Milwaukee hate continues uh, for good reason. <laughs> but my Milwaukee hate continues, so I'm taking Brooklyn on this one. I think they just have too much across the board. I don't think uh, the, the the Bucks have enough firepower across the board. I think if the Bucks have a legit chance, Giannis has to have 38 or more, and he has to stay out of foul trouble by guarding Kevin Durant. So, uh, and then Kyrie Irving is a magician, just a wizard with the basketball. And I don't think there's anybody that can guard him on, uh, on, uh, the Bucks either. So I'm rolling with them. And so I going into this series, I was a bit concerned because minus James Harden, the Bucks smacked the Nets around in like the last month of the season. Uh, I forgot if it was, uh, that may may have been a back to back game, maybe like a Saturday yeah, night, yeah, Sunday, or a Sunday, Sunday, Monday. But the Bucks smacked the Nets around without James Harden, and you might as well say James Harden didn't even play in this game at all. So uh, I was expecting kind of like the same thing, but playoff intensity, playoff atmosphere. The Nets showed their championship DNA, and uh, they took Game One. So what you got on this one? Um, yeah, my prediction was. Uh... With a healthy heart, and I had the Nets in five. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had them just steamrolling through. <laughs> uh, not steamrolling, but beating. Commensal. Uh, yeah, beating, beating Milwaukee because they just had too much firepower. Like, them three just scored too much. Like, it's too much offense for you to combat, especially with the loss of uh, DiVincenzo. Yes. He can't – he's not out there. So, you lost, you lost a shooter and a defender. So, that's a big blow because, like, now you see that they have to rely playing on more – Rely more playing Pat Connaughton and Forbes. Uh, like you, like they were in the rotation, but they weren't in the rotation to play how many minutes that they're getting because that's thirty minutes. Divincenzo, that's thirty minutes from your starting shooting guard. So now you got to replace that with players who who was used to playing twelve minutes. Now they got to go up to like eighteen to twenty ish playing the players, and they're not the comfortable playing, and they're. And that's the reason why they was getting 12 and 13 instead of 20, 22 minutes, you know. Absolutely. So that was it. But um, now since Harden, if Harden can't play, I have I, – I put down Nets in seven because um, I I kind of got a – I don't know if it's good or bad. I got, like, blind faith, some faith in, like, Giannis and uh and um, Holiday that they'll kind of figure it out. Yeah, I probably not and that the coach is going to make some adjustments because you see Brooke Lopez didn't start. He started P.J. Tucker to combat Kevin Durant because they play – because Kevin Durant is really – he's seven foot, but he's really a shooting guard. If you – he really, with how hard he really a shooting guard. So they got to find somebody to guard him. So they use Tucker to guard him. Blake is their center on paper. So you got to have somebody who can run with him. So P.J. is a better – Fit so we're gonna have to see how that um balance the matchup yeah balance out and then also plus with the, the bench stuff is very important too because I don't think the next bench really ain't that good because they don't the bench don't score yeah that's the one thing they bench don't do they don't score no point so if Durant and Kyrie they play in heavy minutes they played a lot of minutes in that first series too that's gonna be something to see does that wear them down because they gotta they they are asked to do a lot. On offense and plus play defense too, and then they out there doing it forty minutes a game. 
after both of them are injury prone, so that's tough. So I think that's the that's one thing about Milwaukee that I like. They're a lift, they're deeper, but their depth isn't like they don't punch they don't punch you in the face. Like they'll they'll, they'll make their little shots or whatever, but it ain't nothing that'll elevate the team with what they've been to do. Anybody out there bench Teague ain't got that type of stuff no more. Uh Lopez, he come he I don't know, some days he look good, some days he look terrible. Uh Connison, same way his shot be off, he turn it over a lot. Yeah. And um I I just I'm just going with the team with the better super with the better superstars. And Absolutely. that's Brooklyn. And I was I was extremely disrespectful by discounting Drew Holiday. I completely forgot. I don't know how Drew Holiday slipped my mind like that, saying nope. The Bucks don't have anybody that can guard Curry. Drew Holiday can check Curry, but James Harden comes back. As that's that's a that's a long night. That's a long night at the office. You know what I'm saying? Because there, like, there was a lot of cross matching too. Because I'm that's what they're gonna have to figure out. Like who really gonna guard who? Like okay, if PJ go take Durant. Who's Giannis gonna guard? Do we need to let Giannis guard the center? Well, guard Blake pretty much and just let him be like a, a helper. A but, on, but, but on ball, we need Drew to guard. Who we want him to guard? Do we want him to guard Kyrie or do we want him to guard Hart? Right. Yeah. And then I don't know who's start, who else is starting for that. It's Middleton. Who's starting at the other wing? Uh, at, at the other wing. Can't be can't be condescending or Forbes. If it is, that's that's not gonna cut it. But it gotta be one of them. Um Yeah, that was it. It was um Connaughton and well that's the team stats. But yeah, it was uh Drew Holiday, Forbes, Connaughton, Jeff T got burned. He had fourteen minutes on the floor. That was it. That's it. Those are the only guys that played. Giannis, Tucker, Lopez, Holiday, Middleton, Forbes, Connaughton, Portis, Teague, and Thanasis, Giannis brothers. Yeah. So either Connaughton or Forbes got to start. And that's, and, and they, none of them, one of them got to be on, I guess, Joe Harris. They, they got to be on Joe Harris. But Middleton is guarding Harden. Yeah. <laughs> but they had him guarding, I think, Blake because. Like Giannis at point, because at one point Giannis was guarding Kyrie, so it's just they they matches all over, but they got to figure that stuff out. Or they gonna get, or they might get some mess around and get sweat. Yeah, that that's that's an adjustment. Like we say, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like same thing with Terry Stotts. Like you going to figure it out because the James Harden injury was kind of like a blessing in disguise, like for the Nets, in order to see Coach Bud. <laughs> has those flaws. Like you should have been able to pick that out early. Chris Milton should have been been hitting elbow jumpers, post-ups, all kind of stuff. He should have been cooking all night long. You know what I mean? But Coach Bud not putting people into position, uh, which which just adds to my uh my Bucks hate, uh my Bucks displeasure. So uh that's that's all that I have with that one. But I mean uh we'll see. Uh game number two for the Nets and the Bucks. It is actually tomorrow night, June seventh. Uh, Monday night and in Brooklyn and James once again James Harden he's going to sip that one out too and 
Uh, we'll see how his status turns out for the rest of the series moving forward. Uh, my favorite game of the day, though, uh, Hawks and Sixers. I'll let you go ahead and take this one from here. Break it down. Hey, you better find somebody to guard Trey Young. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long night because he's making that three. And it's too easy right now. Um, so they have, they, yeah, they got a big dilemma on guarding Trey because they started with Danny. Danny got cooked. Danny can't do it. Yeah. I saw, I saw all I needed to see in the first like five, six minutes when Trey had 14 in like five minutes. I was like, yeah, Danny can't do it. So it's going to have to either be Ben or you're going to have to make a lineup change and Danny got to come off the bench. And you got to start five. Well, now that hurts your shooting, but it helps your defense. So in my mind, I'm like, well, Ben's just going to have to guard. Since Ben don't play offense anyway, he can, Hello. he can waste all his energy on defense since Mr. Defensive Player of the Year. Hello. Since that's what he said. Uh, he can guard Trey. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, well, it's the space in the house get. Cause all everybody can shoot threes except they shoot Capella. Everywhere they shoot Every, everywhere. Besides Capella and the other backup center, uh, the one that played uh, whatever, the one that played with Lonzo and them in high school. Yeah, everybody yeah. else. Everybody else can shoot threes, so that the flow be so spaced, so it would be hard with the rotations on them pick and rolls when when I, when Trey at the top of the key and you get a screen, that be you know everything open. So they got to figure. So they got to figure that out because, uh, and also Atlanta was just super high from the three point line today. I think they shot. They made like twenty three. Yeah, I know they made over whatever. Yeah. I know they made like fifty percent of threes. Yeah, they were I think 20, it was 20. 20 for forty seven. Forty three percent. Come on now, you made twenty three, and Philly only made I think maybe nine. Ten. Ten to twenty nine. They made they made half of that. So that's what. 60 to 30, 60 to 30, <laughs> they got up 30 points with a three point line. So yeah, they got to find a way to stop Trey Young because if he keep getting to that lane, making passes, it's, it's going to be bad. I, I, I honestly had the 76 to sweep in the Hawks, but, um, I didn't see this, uh, point guard, uh, this inability. Way. Yeah. I didn't see this inability to guard the point guard go this way. So, um, yeah, I think Ben going to have to take him. They got to play, maybe try Milton more, maybe Maxi. Like you, Danny Green feet too slow. Danny Green feet is too are too slow at this age, at this stage of his career to be trying to guard somebody that young and that fast. Yeah, From, I'm sitting, back here. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at these numbers here from this game, and I'm just looking at the differences. Free the free throws jumps out. Uh, the final score was one twenty eight, one twenty four. Philly missed ten free throws. Philly, Philly went twenty twenty four for thirty five from the free throw line. And the Hawks only missed one free throw. They were twenty of twenty-one. Uh, and guess, guess who missed at least five? Guess who missed five of them? Hello, <laughs> your point guard, Mister Simmons. Yeah, Mister Simmons. So that's that's definitely a, a shift, a shift in the game right there. That's that's the game. That's pretty much the game that could have made up for uh, the other ten threes. You know what I'm saying? So that that makes, like I say, that's just too. Right. Despite out. despite all that, they only lost with like what seven. Four. They, lost, they lost by four and they were down 27 or 28 in the first quarter pretty much the entire game right so despite all that y'all still had a chance to win so you can see that they still they're they still got 
<laughs> that they still are, I guess, they're still a better team. Yeah. It's just that they – and they turned it over so much, too. It definitely did. And, yeah, the turnovers there. Uh, the Hawks, they had 15 turnovers. The Sixers had 19. The bulk of those Hawks turnovers came within the last <laughs> two minutes of the game. If right. You, I'm about to say, it was like eight saw, in the last three minutes. Yeah. If you saw, if you saw the back end of the game, which pretty much was the game, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where the bulk of those turnovers came from. I'm even looking at the, the rebound difference. The Hawks were right there with them. Uh, 35 rebounds by the Hawks overall, 41 rebounds by the Sixers overall. If you feel it, you have to do a better job on the glass because you're you're the bigger team. You just have to do a better job uh, with that overall. So, uh, but Ice Trey, being Ice Trey, he's continuing his his villain his villain tour across the Eastern Seaboard. Um, going into the Garden, doing what he did. We spoke about that on his first round. Uh, the second round, he he cooked Danny Green, as Adrian Broner would say. He he got cooked. Uh, Ice Trey had 35 points, 10 assists in 39 minutes. Um, John Collins, the correct Collins, 21 points, four rebounds. Clint Capella had a double double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Um, so, and then, uh, Bogdanovich, 21 points, big buckets down the stretch by him. Big yeah. buckets down the stretch by him. Him and, and, uh, uh, Herder, they made, uh, like some really good plays down the stretch as well. So, um, I, and this kind of goes back to what we stated about Joel's, uh, uh, I was about to say foot injury, his knee injury. Um, he hung out on like the wing, the first half of the game. The second half, he really did go to the block. Joe, uh, Joe finished with 39 points, nine rebounds, four assists. And the, the bulk of that was at the back, the back end of the game, but that's what happens whenever you go to the block. You know what I mean? You go to the block, good things happen. You get to the free throw line, everything between. Plus you're, you're, you're the biggest person on the floor. Make it happen. Make something happen. Is that how many minutes he played? Uh, he played 38 minutes. That's too many. How yeah. many Dwight? Dwight probably played like seven. Dwight had Dwight had eight minutes, no points, four rebounds. You got to do a better job if you Dwight Howard. You have to. You have to be better. You can't just be out there just fouling and then like get him lost on defense because yeah, like that's the reason why yo. I mean, not yo yo. And B. <laughs> And couldn't come out the game because like when they put Dwight in, it's nothing like you get nothing from him offensive. Like I don't get no dunks, no post ups, no tipping, nothing. Like so, MB has to be out to do to do some scoring. They didn't MB. get a lot. They didn't get a lot from their bench at all. Like you say, uh, Maxi fourteen points, six six fourteen minutes, six points. Uh, George Hill ten minutes, one rebound, zero assists, zero points. Dwight Howard eight minutes. Uh, four rebounds, zero and zero. Shake Milton, one minute, zero no. and zero. Um, and Tobias Harris, he had 20 points, 10 rebounds, but you're Tobias Harris. I think he is an all-star or he plays at a, at an all-star level or somewhere in between. You, you need more than 20 points. You need more than 20 points, especially whenever Ben Simmons, uh, gives you, he, Ben Simmons played 37 minutes, 17 points. Ten assists, four rebounds. Ben Simmons, you need more rebounds if, if you you're six ten. If if the seventy six or go guard Trey Young, one of the two. You can't you can't. But you, for Philly, if seventy six, if they want to win, which I think they go, they should win naturally. But if they really want to win, Ben got to be the second best player in the series. He can't be down there. Trey Trey can't outplay him. 
Because yeah. Ben got to start taking the ball to the goal. Whoever got him just run to the goal. That's your that's your superpowers. You six ten and you super fast and you can jump, run, jump, dunk. That's that should be your whole model this this series. If he do that, I think they'll uh they'll I think they'll be fine because I think the Hawks. I mean, I, I like Trey and I like Bogdanovich and Collins, but everybody else, I don't. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if they feel like that. Yeah, I don't trust them just yet. Yeah. Well, as far as predictions go, I'm a, I'm rolling with the Hawks. I'll take the Hawks on this one. I'll take uh, I'm rolling with Hawks in six. I'm rolling with the Hawks in six. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just roll the dice on that one, and I'm taking Hawks in six. Um, today was telling. Uh, ben Simmons didn't really pick up the challenge of Trey Young until the second half, um, I, and I think Doc had to tell him go get him. Um, instead of Ben Simmons like accepting that uh, internally, you know what I'm saying, and just doing it off of self motivation. So I'm rolling with Hawks and six, um, especially with depending on how Joel Embiid plays. And I think as this series, go, the longer this series goes, the more it favors the Hawks. Like that's just the way I, I, I look at it as well. Because uh, seven feet two forty on a on a bum, yeah, two eighty. There we are. There's two two eight seven feet two eighty on a bum knee, and the Hawks team who gets up and down the floor, uh, and I mean that that could also hurt Philly as well. If Ben Simmons gets the ball, he pushes he pushes pace. That kind of takes Joe out of out of everything. You know what I'm saying? So right. the longer the series goes, the the I I'm leaning towards the Hawks. So I got Hawks in six. So anything else to wrap up that one? The Eastern Conference. I got Philly and five. Philly and five. Philly and five. Jump the town. We got we got seven. Philly Philly and five. I got Hawks. Uh, I got Hawks and six. Uh, I forgot to make my Nets pick. I got net. I got Nets and five as five as well. I think that's uh, what, what you what you stated. So I was I rolling with. I said Nets. I was like, if if Harden play, they five. If he don't, they gonna win in seven. But I'm thinking more six. <laughs> but I'm gonna say seven. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll roll. I'll roll Nets and six. Uh, so Nets and six, Hawks and uh, Hawks in Hawks, regardless, but Hawks and six there. And moving on to the West, um, Jazz Clippers. Uh, we can go ahead and get that one out the way. Jazz Jazz Clippers. What would what, you think there? My prediction is Jazz and six. Okay. Uh, no matter who won the Jazz, the Mavs Clips, I would not have the Jazz winning. I just think they're a better team. They and they got what they got something the Clippers can't beat. And I think that's they got a rim protector. A real rim protector. And the Clippers, they all jump shots. They they all try to shoot jumpers anyway. And the rim protector is just gonna make them do more of what they really not that good at. And that yeah. shoot shoot contested jump shots. Cause ain't no they ain't playing against no zone this series. Uh uh-uh, you better nah, play they're not playing no no kind of zone. Right, you playing man. So, and they got the people that can guard, not guard, but they got bodies that they can throw at the Paul Georges and the Kawhis with Ingles and sometimes Bogdanovich and Royce O'Neal. Other Bogdanovich. Yeah, right. And they not related, which they related to something. That's crazy, right? Somebody daddy be lying. Yeah, somebody be, hey, <laughs> mom, check them papers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Donovan can guard. Paul George, that's that's not, that's light work. Um, 
And I think that's going to make it hard for them. And they, and I think that the Jazz just they're they the best three point shooting team. They are great free throw shooting team. They're a great defensive team. They don't turn the ball over. Like, they do everything a, a winning team's supposed to do. And they and run they the can, offense. Right. And Big Zoo, you going to put Big Zoo and the go Barrett, he about to block that shot every time. Are they going to play small? I mean, if they play small, I mean, Gobert is not – he's smart enough to know that, okay, I'll just guard Marcus Moore sometimes and I'll guard Batum sometimes. I don't have to run out – to when they shoot threes, because if they make if Batum and Marcus Morris is making threes and y'all lose, hey, you just gotta live with that. But I'm not letting Kawhi and Paul George get to that lane, and I'm not giving them no easy stuff. So, and I think the Jazz, I also take them because Donovan can take over a game, and you need that one player who, when everything breaks down. Can you please give me a bucket? <laughs> and he can and he can get you one. And Conley can get you one too. Because we see he's just been playing unbelievable in the playoffs. So I'm going with the Jazz. And then the Clippers, they lose this. Like you said, uh might be some might be some questions they um, they need to answer. Yeah, especially as they get ready to move over into that new stadium over there in Inglewood. So um <clears throat> waste of money. Yeah, <laughs> piggy decking, piggy decking. Just move to, just move to Vegas. Move it, and I was gonna save that for the back end. That's something I forgot to mention as well. Uh, but Clippers, they should go ahead and move to Vegas or move to Seattle. But I think A Rod is thinking about moving the Wolves from uh, Minnesota over to Seattle. Right. That's crazy because right there I say I got Clippers future question mark move to Seattle or Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's I think it's just time for the Clippers just to go ahead and get up out of LA. You know, have your own identity. You know what I mean? Right. So, but uh, going back going back to the series matchup. I think the overall, the key player in this series overall is Mike Conley. I think because Mike Conley versus Pat Bev, Mike Conley versus Lunch Reggie meat. Jackson, Lunch Mike, meat. Mike Conley versus whoever else, uh, Terrence Mann. Lunch uh, like, <laughs> it's like, so I think Mike Conley is the key. If Mike Conley, Conley comes out aggressive, does what he has to do, I think it's jazz and five. Like, I really think, I, I think it's that, that fast of a, I think it's that, that quick. Uh, we all know Kawhi is going to do what Kawhi does. He's going to get off. He's, 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 go ahead. Did you just pick the Jazz? I got the Jazz. I got the Jazz. I don't, I, these, these three teams, the Bucks, Clippers, Jazz, I hate those three teams like the absolute most. <laughs> like, like out of, out of everything. So, yeah. You're, you're a good man because no matter how much I think good, I think you are. If I hate you, I'm going to pick against you. I, I, hey, I just, I think, uh, I'm I'm just rolling with the Jazz on this one. I I I hate to say I don't care, but but uh, you know, like I'm I'm here. I'm locked in with it. You know what I mean? So um, I'm ro- I'm rolling with the Jazz. I'm rolling with the Jazz in this one. Um, I think this is where Rudy Gobert. If you want to make any type of real stamp for yourself, this is where you do it. You do it against this type of this type of Clipper team. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just what I'm rolling with. Plus. Like you say, I think the Jazz have way too much coming off of that bench. Like Ingles, the Clark. sixth man of the year. Well, Ingles or Clarkson, both they they finished top two in sixth man of the year. You have pretty you might as well just say the two best six men in the league. You might as right. well say are coming off the sixth and the seventh man coming off your bench. Um, 
they can match up with other pieces there. Like Derek Favors, he can do enough coming off of coming off of the bench. Uh, plus with hey man, he got six fouls. He gonna use them. He got, he got six fouls. You might as well go ahead and put, put PG on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and do, do something, make something happen there. But uh, I'm I'm gonna end up rolling with the Jazz on this one. Um, I know some of my homies ain't gonna kill me kill me for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> you see me picking the Jazz hey, like, all the time, I'm instantly. <laughs> Nothing wrong when you see the light. Nothing wrong when you see it. Exactly. So I'm rolling with the Jazz on that one. I don't really have too much for this one. So. Uh, unless unless Kawhi goes goes all the way in for this one, so right. Unless uh, Kawhi goes Jordan or Kobe, uh, then it'll be another. Then they Clippers definitely win. Exactly, but so, that's what he got to do. Yeah, and then uh, my fa- one of my my other favorite matchup out of uh, this part of the bracket round two, Nuggets Suns. Oh boy, uh, this is this was the toughest pick. This was the toughest pick here. Um, I agree. The, the Suns were my sleeper team here at the beginning, at the very beginning of the season. They did great by securing uh, a top five seed here. But I'm rolling Nuggets on this one. Uh, I think I think this is where I think this is where where the where the bus stops. Um, because I'm still leery about the Chris Paul injury. Yes, he's had a couple. He's had a little bit of time to kind of heal and whatnot. But Joker does so much. Like I don't, I don't think Aiden, unless Aiden takes his game to another level. Like unless he takes his game to another level, that would be the only way that the Suns would have a chance. But I'm rolling. I'm going Nuggets in seven. This is a seven game series for me. Dang. Boy, pick the Suns to be his preseason, his sleeper. Now they come up, he can pick them to get to the conference final, and he going with them. <laughs> and I'm going with them too. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Jokic is a bad man, boy. MVP, MVP. You got to be now. Like, yeah. it, ain't no, it ain't no debate. Like, he the best player. He playing the best basketball out of anybody. Yeah. You can't guard him. Aiden ain't seen the moves. He thought he just he thought he even seen some moves. He ain't seen the moves he about to see. Yeah. Oh sure. Oh we back. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he ain't came close to seeing none of the moves he about to see coming from big coming from Big Yo. So uh he got his work cut out for him. Yeah, he if he if Yoke could get him in foul trouble, it's it's a wrap because Kaminsky ain't he ain't he ain't ready. He ain't got enough bricks in his pocket. So that's that's over with. Um, again, the Chris Paul thing, I'm, I'm leery about. And then Denver got some good guard. I mean, Capazzo and Monte Morris, they are they're good enough to stay. I guess stay in front floor. of Chris Paul. Yeah, to stay in front of Chris Paul to make it, you know, so where he don't get them easy mid range jumpers, you know, coming off that elbow <clears throat> like he was getting all last series. Yep. And um. But the one thing is, they don't really have an answer for Booker. Not one. Unless they try to go big and, well, unless they put um Aaron Gordon on them to try to put some size on them and some to make them shoot over somebody. Because who, who starts? I don't even know who really starts. Oh, Austin Rivers started, right? Yeah. He's, I think he's Austin, and, Austin and Campazzo are yeah. starting, I think. Yeah, because so, Morris finishes the game. 
Okay. Yeah, so I guess Austin started off on Booker. Good luck. And, uh, right. And John you had, had a little... tough time with Dane. Oh, well, <laughs> this guy's taller. Yeah, Booker. And can get just as hot. Yeah, yeah. Especially, so, he's, 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 the, he's the current mid-range god, him and Kawhi. They're uh, the mid-range mid-range, gods. It, it's mid-range over with. Yeah. He's Brandon Rowe with a three-point shot. How about that? Come on. A real three-point shot. Come on. Um, but I like this series, though, because it got all these young stars. You got Booker, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and maybe one day Aiton. And then we forgot Jamal Murray, who ain't playing. So there's got a lot of young stars on these teams. Um, but it's, I think it's going to come down to the battle of the benches. And I think Denver's bench has enough to offset. Because yeah. Phoenix, the Phoenix bench, because Phoenix bench played outstanding last series. I, but I think Denver with Morris and who was their backup center? I don't even know. Is it uh, Jermichael Green? Oh yeah, Jermichael Green be making shots, driving me. Um, Jermichael Green, Morris, and I don't know. I'm oh, Will Barton might even come back. Will Barton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he has that hip injury or something like that. He's dealing with something like that. So yeah, he can come back and give you some. some he's always good for 15 points a game. So I think that's what it's gonna come down to, and ultimately that Jokic matchup. I think he's gonna be drawing them double teams, kicking it out to some shooting. Um, it's too much Jokic. He just too. He just in his own right now. So I got the Nuggets in six. I think Joker definitely gets into his bag in this one. That's what uh I think this really just cements everything for him. Uh, right here in this part of the series. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm taking. I'm rolling Nuggets in seven. Uh, I love what what the Suns have done this year. So, uh, to be determined. And so that pretty much just wraps it up there and. Uh, now here we on, on the back end of the show. Um, we have a couple. We'll start with good. Well, we'll go ahead and get this negative. We'll go ahead and get the negatives out the way. Pardon me. Uh, we'll go ahead and get these negatives out the way. As happy as I am to have crowds back in 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 these games, these fans have been wild, like absolutely wild, like out of control they tripping out like you name it they they doing wrong like out uh, of you can you can pick whatever but they're they're doing absolutely wrong here from fans dumping popcorn on Westbrook as he's as he's going into the tunnel because he's hurt um the Utah fans cussing out John Morant's parents or his mother and having like uh racist comments toward his mother um the fans in New York spitting on Trey Young um, and then it's, it's a, it's a group of fans like Denver, Utah, Oklahoma, kind of like that stretch of teams there, that fan base, they have, they've had some continued issues with fans over the years. Um, and I feel like there's one more fans. Oh, the, Boston. The Boston, uh, with Kyrie and, uh, that's then not the first time. Ran, then the Lakers fan that ran, the, the Suns fan that ran on the game. Uh, the Wizards fan that ran on the court, uh, yeah. and, uh, the Wizards and the, uh, oh, yeah, that's the Wizards. My yeah, the, the Wizards, yeah, the, that fan that ran to the court and like, come on, y'all, like, what are we doing? Like, well, what are they doing? Like, I feel like if a fan feels like they can come on the court or you want to spit on somebody or you want to 
dump something on somebody, you deserve exactly what you get. And if uh, said player calls your hands, you had to see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we say, five minutes, lock, lock the door. You know what I'm saying? Whoever come out first. Five minute fade. If five minute fade, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you really want, like, then have it on your mind. If that's what you're paying big money for in these, in big money in the playoffs, in the middle of a pandemic, that's what you want. Five minute fade is, is definitely what you deserve then. So that's, that's, that's all I have about those negative fans. And, uh, we all know how Boston fans get down. So. I don't think there's too much to uh, elaborate there on that. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I just think that they got to start putting charges on these fans. Number one, not don't just ban them from one arena. Ban them from all of them. I don't know how you would do that, but I'm banning from all of them. So if you want to, you want to act a fool? I'm, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you can act a fool bigger than you. Uh, I'm kicking them out of. I'm banning them from all of them. I don't know how long, but you can't come here for a nice little bit. Indefinite. Right. It's whatever you did in it, you definitely can't come back there no more. So the only time you can catch a game is in another, a whole other state. You got to travel if you want to see your team play. Um, yeah, I don't know what's, I guess people are kind of feeling like this sense of Title. and no, entitlement and just the, some, somehow they think that these players are like some type of video game or like this is a game or like, yeah, they playing the game, but this this real life, like these real people, like they ain't yeah. just somebody like, oh, I'm mad. Let me do something wild to this person who I know can't do nothing back to me because they do something to me, they get in trouble. And I'm and I'm not. Uh they just got this entitled sense I'm a of just customer. Yeah, I'm a paying customer. I can do it. No, no, you can't. And I working in retail has I have not the what they always say, no more rules. What the customer's customer always, always right. right. That's the biggest lie anybody lies, ever told. Lies, lies, ever, ever, ever told. So, and I'm like, so I'm like, just because you paying money, you can do what you want to do. That, and, that don't and work. Say that, and act and do. Right. Please. I'm like, I'm like, no, no amount of money is uh can cover up disrespect, and that's one thing I don't like. So Sorry. kick kick them out, press charges on them, put the hardest charges on them, whatever you can do, assault. Because in the streets, that's like an assault or assault with a, a deadly weapon or whatever. That's assault charge. Give it to them. Yeah. I want to give them a felony. I don't care if they can't get a job. Oh, well, they shouldn't have did nothing stupid to somebody that, that they wouldn't have done nothing to if they would have saw them outside. I promise. But, at all. So let's put that out there. Um. So, yeah, man, these fans, they, got to, they need to get their act together because they keep acting like this. We, um, look, I'm up with shutting it all back down. Yeah. yeah. Everybody can go home. Everybody can go back home. Enjoy like, from your couch. Right. And I wouldn't be mad at the players if they're just like, you know what? I ain't playing. They want to, they come here and do this. We ain't playing there. Or I ain't playing tonight. Like, I can't be mad at them. That's the people, that's they, that's how they feel. If they don't feel safe, they, what, what I'm going to say. Yeah. That's just like, uh, the, and this isn't going back to the Westbrook incident where the fan dumped popcorn on him. Like, that's not his first incident in Philly. I yeah. remember, uh, one year, it was like it may have been opening night or opening week. Like he went to the rim, and like a fan, like the ball went into the maybe like the third row, and the fan jumped up and put like the bird in his face. I'm like, fam, like what? what? And, and that's where the meme come from. Where Westbrook was like, oh, yeah, he was like, man was like sixty years old. Yeah, like, like what's wrong with you? Like dog, like if Russ would have wild out and just punch you in the face, I wouldn't be mad. Like I wouldn't be mad at all. And like get. 
you get what you deserve. Like you get what you deserve. So five minutes fade. I suggest everybody bring it back. Uh, and they, and we call it even. So that's, that's what I have with that. Um, uh, then we have, I kind of want to get to coach K real quick. Um, uh, coach K he's, he's, he's retired and that'll kind of wrap us back to Brad Stevens. So coach K, uh, legendary coach at the University of Duke. He is retiring after this upcoming basketball season uh, with the Duke Blue Devils. He will be retiring. Um, I, Coach K has been coaching at Duke since, I don't know, maybe my entire life. Um, at, least 40, at least 38, 40 years, something like that. Yeah, so I'm not even 30. So uh, Coach K has been coaching at Duke my entire life, uh, even before that. So um, salute to Coach K. Uh, great career. Um, amazing talent. Um, a lot of talent that he's put into the league, whether if they've been successful or not. Um, he's definitely just shown his way of finding talent, coaching talent, putting them into the league. And aside from Duke basketball, I'm more impressed with what Coach K has been able to do with USA basketball, uh, being able to put all those talented pieces together and for him to be able to go out and have success in with USA. Yes, you have the best players in the world on your team, but to be able to put those players in positions to, to succeed, I salute that because everybody can't do it. So salute to Coach K. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's time <laughs> once you've been doing something for 35, 40 years. Like, all right, like, how much longer are we going to do this? Yeah. You know, but um, he's been great. For, he's been great for basketball. He bought a school that was not known for basketball at all to one of the, what, three most prominent basketball schools in all of college, in all of college. So, um, yeah, we gonna give him, gonna give him his flowers. Uh, he's done it, and he's also done it, like, with a whole different style. Like, he used to, like, the older player to stay four years, yeah. and then he also won with the players that came for just one, one, one and two years. So he was good at adjusting. He, I mean, you never really heard a bad word about him from none of his players. Like most of them seem to like him. Uh, a lot of the NBA players respect him as uh, respect him, and he's gonna be missed. But that gives somebody a new opportunity to uh, start something fresh out down there at Duke in uh, Carolina. So John Shire is taking his spot. So uh, we'll see how that how that turns out moving forward. Really. Yeah, John Shire is taking it, taking his place. So, so salute to Coach K. Uh, John Shire, you got big shoes to fill, buddy. So good luck with that. And uh, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens kind of got fired, kind of quit coaching, but was promoted to the front office uh, of the Boston Celtics. Oh, and right. I, yeah, <laughs> and I found I found that announcement really convenient because that announcement came maybe like a couple hours before the coach K retirement announcement came, came into play. So, and I've always viewed Brad Stevens as coach K's replacement at Duke, uh, especially with Brad Stevens turning down the reported 70 million offered by the university of Indiana. Uh, Brad Stevens turning that down. Then there was some reports, Brad Stevens, not really uh, seeing eye to eye with some of the players, Brad Stevens, not, uh, being he's being burnt out after the bubble experiment. Um, 
there was some some of those reports, but Brad Stevens moving up into the front office as either president or GM, but he's definitely under uh, the basketball operations part of the Boston Celtics now as Danny Ainge decides to retire and goes to rise off into the sunset. So uh, one thing that I do find interesting about this here is Brad Stevens moves into that position that Danny Ainge was filling. But Brad, I mean, uh, Danny Ainge had all those picks from the Nets. And somehow the Nets have got gotten ahead of the Celtics because you remember the Celtics oh, yeah, um, they fleeced them. Yeah. They unloaded Paul Pierce, KG, uh, some other pieces. Joe, I think Joe Johnson was a part of that. Uh, well, Joe Johnson were a part of those Nets teams mm-hmm. uh, with KG and Paul Pierce, but uh, the Celtics were kind of like in primetime position for, I don't know, they had all these assets. That was the word that was going around. Assets, assets, assets. You fast forward now, you fast forward and now Brad Stevens, uh, Brad Stevens is in space. The Nets are ahead of the Celtics, and here we are. Yeah, um, that was yeah, that was it was so random that all this happened. But um, one thing I do know is I've heard that Danny Ainge might be coming back to Portland as their uh, president of operations. So that's one thing, one thing to be look out for. Hopefully, he comes back and maybe we can get some assets or something because we need something. We need help. Oh, um, yeah. It's just strange that you go from coaching to you like, all right, we about to have a GM void. Well, let's move up the coach. Now, all right, now we got a coaching void. Is I think it's more easier to replace a GM than a coach and a good coach, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't know who I don't know who Boston is like. Maybe Jason Kidd. Since he ain't take that, maybe he he wanna get looked at. I don't know. I don't know who they gonna uh look at as far as like taking over, especially leading this young team that they've got to have with high expectations and t- the talent that they got yeah. on the roster. Um, but yeah, it was just, this strange, but they did say that one thing, one reason why Brad didn't mind taking that job is because it's, he is a big family guy and it's less stressful than being an NBA coach, you know, being on the road so much. Like when you, at least when you're a GM, you know, you kind of can make, your own schedule to maneuver around some stuff. So you get a little bit more freedom. And that's, I think that's one thing he's still young and and his kids are young. So he probably wants to be around them a little bit more while they're young. So I get, so I can understand why he want to do that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, a, a big void because people were hiring because he was like golden hire. Golden. He became for a coach, but now you got to, and then now you have to come replace him. A guy that went to Easter Conference Final, uh, got close again, um, been in the playoffs pretty much every year. Now you got to start over to listen to a new voice. Um, I'm gonna be interesting to see that it, that the it's possible that the Celtics and the Lakers could have coaching uh, coaching changes. Bases. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so uh to be determined. Well to be determined to see how everything kind of shakes out with the uh with the Celtics moving forward, especially with who they who they decide to hire as their next coach. I see a name that's being floated out there for the Celtics uh in the last like forty eight hours. It's been uh Sam Cassell has been the the go to name uh to go ahead and replace Brad Stevens on the coaching bench. But uh, Brad Stevens, he's had success, as you stated, went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times, got eliminated, 
got eliminated by LeBron. Uh, LeBron and those Cavs teams, uh, no shame in that because it is, you know, younger LeBron. Well, <laughs> a couple a couple years young, younger LeBron. Uh, so no shame in that. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, it's to be determined how the Celtics really shake, shake things out and how things just uh, look moving forward. And to uh, maybe my, my favorite part of the show here right now is uh, we had this discussion kind of like throughout the week. It's just how talented the league is not only currently, but the next group that's under the next group. You know what I mean? Like, right. But before we dive into that, let me grab some so we can get into this. Right. I'm about to pause. So, yeah, we have uh, these young stars here in the league. And uh, this is my favorite part of the show here, where we have all these, all these young stars here and – it's the generation that's under the net. It's the generation under the generation. So uh, aside from everybody that's LeBron's age or older, or maybe a couple of years younger, let's say 34, 33. And even under the class of that group. So like you're under the group of Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, PG, uh, guys like that, even under that group uh, there, there's an, under the group of Jimmy Butler, like it's it's another group of guys that are that are like supremely talented. Uh, we talked about this a lot during the week, but um, Eastern Conference. I'm just kind of looking. This is just off the top of the dome, and as I'm just kind of looking down, you got Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Bradley Bill. He's young. Trey Young, Lamelo. Bam in Miami, John Morant in Memphis, um, man, uh, Zion in New Orleans. I Lonzo is is going is still really good. Like I like right. what Lonzo brings to, to the league. Luca is part of the mix. Big Luca, Jokic, Jokic, the entire Nuggets team. <laughs> like the entire Nuggets right. team. Oh, Devin Booker, Spider. Like I'm sure the Lakers are going to be able to make make some type of move to get some young piece somewhere down the line, but. I say all that to say, all those all those guys, those guys will be the guys going forward. And this is maybe the most talented the league has been in, uh, maybe since the mid two thousands. Right. Well, we said yeah, and like <clears throat> like yeah, about fifteen fifteen years ago. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just so Joel it happens so. Forgot to mention that, <laughs> bro. Ben. Ben. Ben could be just, Ben could be a lot better. He can improve. He still has time. Right. It just happened so fast. Like I feel like at one point it was kind of the league was kind of dull. Yeah. Like man, the stars were just like the stars were the stars, and nobody was like progressing or getting better. I mean, you had the people come in like the Karis Leverts came and the Oladipo showed his face, and oh, we forget about Sabonis. Like he just don't play. I forgot. Oh. I forgot Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. Towns still young. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like so Brandon all Ingram. The, <laughs> you know what I mean, like all the teams have a um, majority of the teams have somebody that they're that they looking at that we're like, wow. Yeah. Like, like we could probably got something special. There's so many players that the league has now like that, that it's going to be in real good hands because like LeBron, LeBron and Steph carried it for. As long as they can carry, 
And I think people kind of kind of burnt out during that time because this this season would be the first time since 2010 that the finals didn't have either Steph or LeBron. That's a long time. Change for the, the guard. To see the, right, to see the same people every single year. So, yes, a big change then is just that the players now are so – it's not that they're just good players. Like, they're just so skilled. Yeah. That's what makes it like, wow. Like, it's not a, oh, we got this center. He's good at blocking shots and dunking. No, we got this 6'10 small forward who can shoot threes but can dribble like a two and make passes like a one. He faster than some people's point guards. Like, it's just a lot of athletic freaks with high basketballs. Skills. skills and I think I, skill sets. That's that's what happened. The skill set kind of diminished. Like right after Kobe era, like I guess you can throw LeBron era in there too. Like the skill set kind of the LeBron era, they, they skill set set wasn't as hot as like the, as previous generation. Like they were relying a lot on athleticism yeah. and speed, but now you seeing to get back to ball handling. Passing, shooting, uh, off ball stuff is starting to come back in. Yeah. So, um, I, I like where the league is heading and they just, as long as they keep, keep a, doing a good job of marketing these, all these young players, don't just try to monopolize, just focus on one player and just hope that they can carry for the next 10 years. Cause LeBron's, Jordan's, Kobe's, those are like anomalies. Yeah. Like those are in, certain individuals can carry for a while, but I just want them to put the spotlight on every, try to put the spotlight on whoever they can if they want this game to grow because Absolutely. the best player in the league, two, the two best players in the league might be international. It could be three. Giannis, MB, Yo- could be four. Four. Yeah. Giannis, MB, Jokic, and Dodgers could be your four best players in the league. And I ain't now one of them from it. Yeah. It's so just, so just keep, as long as the league does a good job of marketing, marketing the stars, um, hopefully some of the, these stars be like, I'm, I want to stay in Memphis, like a John Moran. Maybe he wants to stay in Memphis. Hopefully he does. A Zion, stay in the small market in New Orleans, then just start, like, I guess building, like, some robberies, too. Yeah. Like, I like like the like the Knicks-Hawks thing. Like, I like what they got going that. on. Uh, Phoenix and L.A. look like they about to have some. They got some stuff going on. So, yeah. I, I like I like it. And I'm very interested in seeing what it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. Booker and uh, Trey Young, they definitely stepped into that villain role. Uh, if you've been watching Book over the, over the, I don't know, if you've been watching Book's career, he's embraced that early. Like, he has that asshole. Like, he has that, you know, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has that, nah, fuck you, to his game. Like, he like he has that to his game and, and just to his demeanor. So, um I do I appreciate how they've embraced that. <clears throat> all right. I would say out of all the young players who all the people look up to Kobe, he mental mentally, he's the closest. Yep. Like Great. he he got it there that I don't care. I know I know how good I am. And yep. like I know what I can do. Like he he got it, he got that there. A That's lot of them got the skill, but he also he's he got the the mind of I'm I'm just that bad, and you somebody gonna have to somebody gonna have to show me that I ain't. Yeah. But uh, 
I love it. Mm-hmm. Between him and then Chris Paul puts the battery in his back, you know, that's, that only empowers him even more. He was like that before Chris Paul, but Chris Paul pushes that on, you know, that pushes that even further. And I, I love that. Right. That expectation finally came. He was like, finally, I got some help. I got some, I got some real help. Yeah. He was like, all, just give me somebody that can take some of this stuff off of me because everybody else got two or three, four people. They got and it's just, it is me and uh, the homies. Yeah, me and, <laughs> me and Jay Crowder can't get it done. Right. <laughs> so right. we need somebody else up here. And they got him somebody, at least for now. And now what they need to do is find somebody to replace him in order to get Keith Booker in Phoenix. Yeah, because there's a lot of reports that uh, prior to them having a good season, that Book was uh, interested in the Knicks. So, uh, and this is prior to everybody's success this this season. So uh, that there is prior to everybody's success this season. So I mean, hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. But as far as like the the young talent here coming up, I would say my favorites: uh, Book, Lamelo, Anthony Edwards. Luca and God. I like what Zion can do, but I need to see more. So I would put Ja in his place. That would be that would be my five. Jason Tatum, he's he's really he's really good. Y'all know how I feel about Jason Tatum. I, I like Jalen Brown a, a bit more. But every time I talk crazy about Jason, Jason Tatum, like he goes off and he scores like 50 or 60. So Jason right. Tatum, you get my respect. I'm not going to say anything bad about you ever again. Again, uh, So, but uh, you know what? I'm I'm removing John. I'm putting Jason Tatum in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Flowers are being given. Hey, man. There's it, so many people that could be in it, like young, you know, young five. Like I, I don't think nobody could be mad at anybody Cause if you see the what they doing now, some of them what they doing now, some of them their potential. I'm like, shoot, you don't know who in the world gonna emerge as the best player. Cause I'm like, I, I forgot. I, you said Lamelo. I was like, man, I forgot about him, and he probably gonna end up being the best point guard. But then you got Ja, you got Luca who already cemented. You got Trey who's showing his tail. Um, it's bro. I don't, I don't even know. I'm just trying. I'm trying to pick one favorite. And I think Jokic. I think Jokic is one me over. Yeah, I, I mean, bro, I ain't because I just watching it. How I'm like, I ain't seen nothing like this. Dude. Well, I have, but I have. Yeah, not not like this. It's it, and your your comparison earlier, whenever you said Tim Duncan, and it's really like Tim Duncan and Dirk like blended. Like it's it Tim Dirk, Tim Duncan, Dirk, <laughs> Tim Dirk, Powell, yeah, Tim Dirk, Powell. Tim you Durkin. know what I'm saying? Like it's it's really like those three like. Like combined, like Dirk, like uh, Dirk's jumper, Tim's just overall calmness and his. You're not going to speed me up. I'm going to control the entire game, and Powell's overall passing. Tim is a great passer too, but he's his it, pass, but his passing isn't even better than Powell's. He passed yeah. like he really passed like a guard. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible what 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 the all these young guys can do, and pretty much right. all these guys. I would place them at 27. I think. Uh, we mentioned Dame, but I would kind of put Dame in that mix with. Uh, yeah, I would. With, uh, he's like he's about 30, 30, yeah, he's 30. thirty. So I would anybody under thirty. Yeah. So and I think that's that's Kevin Durant. He's past thirty. Uh. So 
Yeah, and I think pretty much the oldest on that list is Brad. Brad maybe Bradley Bill maybe twenty eight. Yeah, he's already so Brad is the the youngest. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, I'm sorry, the oldest. But like right. you say, you never know how these things can shake out, especially with Lamelo being young as he is. Five years, he could be a he could be a, a I would say above average three point shooter. You know what I mean? Right. You know, Trey Young could possibly track down some of Steph's records because we know Steph is going to break some things, some records. So you never know. Trey could catch Steph because Trey is more successful earlier than what Steph has been. So never that know. is that's true. And I randomly looked up stats about from that draft class with Steph draft class. I was like, how? Like, wait, Harden got more points than Steph? But then I thought about it. Oh, Steph really didn't become Steph until Monte Ellis kind of pretty much, I guess, left. So he had, it was like a three, it was like a two and a half year kind of waiting period for Steph to finally get to that. Oh, he's scoring 25 points a game now. So people didn't think Steph was going to turn it up what he he turned into. So you you never know. Who else is next to emerge? Ain't no telling. What what if Wiseman or Aiden just take off? I like Dylan Brooks too. I like him too in Memphis. Like hmm. I see he looks like he looks like one of those dudes that can do it all. Like I see I see 23 plus points a game in his future. He looks like he accepts the challenge of guarding your team's best player. Uh he got that grit, that attitude to him too. Like, I'm out here, let's jump ball, let's let's get to it. Like, let's get straight to hooping. Another young oh shoot Bogdanovich for uh, Atlanta. Yeah. He he made he got he made up with some stuff. And uh another person I want to watch too is Bridges from uh Phoenix. And he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Cause he he got the Kobe Bryant body type, but <laughs> Devin Booker got the game. Yeah. But his game ain't no slouch either though. So I, I I like Bridges as a young uh, one of them other younger players too that I want to want to see going forward and Miles Bridges in in Charlotte as well so him and Lamelo together because Miles Miles and well yeah Miles in Charlotte he's a instant highlight he might have the best dunks of the year and Ja may have the the best missed dunks of the year as well right. <laughs> like like right. Ja Ja may have like the best missed dunks of all time like like. <laughs> Across the board, but whenever he, he might to- have, but he honestly, he he might have the best dunks this year too. Though all his dunks, his head be over the rim, which is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but that boy has a supreme athlete, athlete bro. supreme athlete. So, so yeah, man. So we got anything else before we go ahead and wrap up? Oh, um, what else did we not touch on too much of? Uh, no. Did round one live up to your expectations? Uh, I guess it. I'll say it did. I was, I because I was engaged. So yeah. yeah, it did. This is one of the first time I was engaged in a round one in a long time. I just the only series I really didn't watch was well, I didn't watch two much of two was the the, the heat heat series and the Brooklyn and the Celtics. No, I watched that one. 76. I didn't really watch. I didn't watch them. But the other ones, I, I watched, like, I pretty much watched every, every game. Um, last thing, oh, I was thinking, I was like, the Phoenix, how the Phoenix Suns play? Could this be the, their, to, their version of the 2006 Heat? 
Mm-hmm. Remember when Dwayne, when they get well, Shaq came, got them to the finals, yeah. Dwayne Wade took over the finals. I was like, could this be Devin Booker's 06 Dwayne Wade moment? Could be. Could be. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that because you got a vet, you got a vet in there that knows how to win. Yes, Chris hasn't won no championship. However, Hall of Fame player, you never know. Very good role players. Yeah. And they're learning on the fly. Like they're they're learning everything on the fly. They're adjusting on the fly. They're learning they how they're scared. Yeah, they're not scared at all. Not scared at all. And going back to your point about the the first round, I'm similar to you. Normally, like the first round is kind of like a like a snooze fest for me. <laughs> um, I was a part of me hopes that the league would go back to a five game series for the first round and the first round only. But the owners will never agree to that because that's more money that they're going to lose. Right. So they'll never agree to that. But nine times out of ten, normally the first round is a snooze fest. But this this was a good. Uh, this was a good bracket for the first round, and uh, the second round looks looks pretty good as well. So um, that's about it. That's about it. That's all I got, bro. Oh yeah, shout out Zach Levine too as one of the young players. I I don't know how you let I don't know how you let us get him. I was I was trying to not let my let my Bulls biasness get in get in there. Uh, but yeah, you know yeah, since he, we're here, he, he was all star. He deserved. Yeah, was he all star? Yeah, he he made the all star team this year. That's okay, how yeah. that's how we got uh, Big Boo uh, yeah. over there, and him, him as well. You know what I mean? Like, Vujicic, Zach Levine, Kobe White to be determined. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. But, yeah, I was trying not to let my Bulls bias, biases get in here. I was, try, I was trying to go an episode without talking about the Bulls, but here we are. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so uh, this, was a, this was a great show. I enjoyed this one here. Uh, this was episode 16 of the Perspective Podcast. We're going to call this one Coming of Age. Uh, we will be back with a, another breakdown here uh, as soon as round two concludes. Um, whenever it does conclude, hopefully we continue to have good basketball. Hopefully we have injury-free basketball as this round continues to unfold as well. And so uh, until next time, y'all, y'all make sure y'all check out uh, all of Tevin's socials. I have those listed below in the bio. I Make sure you check out the hat store, finessensince93.com. Um, and yeah, and make sure you like, subscribe, share with a friend, share with a homie, uh, listen to this while you're washing the car, listen to this while you're cleaning the house, listen, listen to this while you're working out. Um, don't matter, but just share it with somebody. So until next time, y'all, I thank y'all for tuning in and until next time, y'all, peace.